0: In Colorado, there is only one place that has the best selection of collectibles, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics.
1: For over 27 years, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics has been the ultimate destination for collectors.
2: They have a wide selection of hard-to-find coins, action
0: figures, role-playing cards. You can go over there and get yourself a copy of Dominion. Uh, And sports memorabilia. Hey, Peyton Manning's a Bronco. I was there yesterday. They have a signed Peyton Manning jersey. And of course, they've got comics, which is what I go there for. All their back issues are half off. On Saturday, all dollar issues are only 50 cents.
1: And if you sign up for a hold slot, you'll get 20% off graphic novels and comics.
0: So stop by 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado and tell them the real nerd sent you.
3: Barbecue
4: that can't be beat. Try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try a new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores. Ruff's Barbecue and Golden and the Danny Cash Hot Shop Off Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ.
0: Welcome to Real Nerds. This is a family-friendly edition of Real Nerds because of the two little kids we interviewed at Comic-Con, and they're huge Spider-Man fans, so they will have an interview a little later on in the show. In front of me is... Joe. Our special guest today, and next to Joe is... Brad as usual Brad didn't know He was handed a mic And he's like "Eh." If if
5: there's
1: a gap I can just cut it out And it won't sound like I You know Missed
2: a
0: beat (laughs) Flub Not a a bad Uh, idea Sure sure And also to my right is
2: James Sorry, I didn't wait for you to stop talking. I just no, I know. I was
0: really drawing it out. I was oh, going to yeah. do a huge introduction, and then oh, you, you cut really? me off. Because he just was keeps on be talking. it really sweet? Oh. It was. And we also have a oh. live studio audience making RJ. What's up, guys?
3: They both said You, hi. Did,
0: you didn't hear that, but they said hey. They're, they're <laughs> excited to be here. They're really sure. excited to be
2: here. It's crazy. We got, like, a full house today.
0: We do. Literally. So this week we saw The Amazing Spider-Man, and you'll have to stay tuned to see how we felt about that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, hey, guess what, guys? We got a lot of mail this week.
5: Feed
0: me. Um, Brad, did you want to do the the Collins first, or do you want me to read uh, stuff people have sent us? Whatever you want to do, Ryan. It's that, your show. Thank you. I wanted you to say that. We'll be reading some emails first. Uh, we actually got a pair of emails from our good friend Russell. See, you were so concerned that we were making fun of him that he wouldn't email us back. But Russell I didn't a want great him to sensor. email us back. He called, told me that. Well, he told, he told, he told, he told us me. bad things. Thank before. you. Thank you. Remember, this is family friendly, guys. I'm trying
2: real hard. Ah.
0: <laughs> so, Ru-
4: Everybody wanted to say the joke <laughs> <know>. so bad. <laughs> Damn, I broke
0: the <laughs> podcast. This is going to be hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Russell said, "I'm brave." Daba dee, dee, die, dabadoo, do, What is he writing?
1: It's that Eiffel
0: 55 you know, or whatever song. Remember? You know, blue. I'm blue, blue. abba dee, bye, 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 bye. No, I don't. You don't, you don't know the abba know bye, bye, song. So I don't get the reference, but uh, cool.
2: It's a song from like the 90s. It sucked. Yeah.
0: Cool. Anyways, it said, hey guys, I'm writing from London, England. That's right. He went out there, saw a bunch of pictures. Oh, wow. Cool pictures. pictures. Wow. Well, so, I also started talking like a kid. What was that about? <laughs> um, he said, I'm running from London, England. Thanks for being my amusement for the eight-hour-long flight. Wow. I would have called and left you a message, but it's not worth international calling charges. It's always worth international calling charges. right?" He listened
2: to us for eight hours? That's awesome. And he didn't kill himself when it was over? No. Dude, wow, our we're, podcast actually, is, we're
0: pretty damn good. It's entertaining, James. Darn damn. good. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to insert a smiley, but remembering that you read this out loud and left it out. So, you know, I read it anyways, Russell. <laughs> if, if you would have left a smiley face, I would have said, uh, international calling charges, smiley face emoticon winking. But um, <laughs> you didn't leave one, so. LOL. Um, he wanted to comment on the Pixar Brave review. I agree with Ryan about how Pixar's movies are graded almost unfairly harshly.
3: Yeah.
0: Every Pixar movie is at least great. A few of them stand out as fantastic. With the only exception of Toy Story 2, which I thought was the weakest Pixar movie. Whoa. Has he seen the
2: Cars movies? Because that stuff is garbage. Carbage? Garbage. False. Especially Cars 2. Cars 1, m- mediocre.
0: False. Um, Brad's going to chime in real quick because he's shaking his head in disbelief. <laughs> you don't have to announce every time I grab the mic. <laughs> well, I have to because there's like this pause and then we're all waiting for you to I'll go. Cut it out. You're gonna you listen to the whole show again and cut this out. I always listen oh, to yeah. the whole show. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. All right.
1: Go ahead. Anyway, uh, I was just gonna disagree with James. Like, <laughs> <laughs> cars and cars two aren't that bad.
0: Cars two, cars one isn't that
2: bad. Cars two is. In fact, they're good. Oh, cars two is not good.
0: Hey, cars two has Bruce Campbell as a voice, so that makes oh, it pretty good in my great. book. Yeah. So does the main with the screaming brain. Do you want to watch that right now? Yeah, sure. Ah, damn he it. directed it. It's in Bulgaria. Ah, um, it's all okay. of these movies have more story, character, and consistency than the majority of movies that are released. Absolutely. That's the reason why the trailer for Brave makes this movie so enticing. It once again portrays Pixar's ability to provide a story framework that is meaningful and connects with a broad range of audiences. Which reminds me, I was going to watch it anyways, but now I'm super psyched to go see it. Off to find a red-headed Irish lass to see it with. I'm excited to hear from you next. Russell. Was that your Sean Connery impression? No, that was my Irish. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Meanie head. <laughs> we also got uh, some comments from Alex Sullivan. We know him as Sully. We met him at Comic Con. Uh, Sully is awesome. I actually, met him the day before at you know the, I've said this many times at the auction at Mile High Comics, and he sent us a couple things. Um, the first thing he said is, "I hate the movie Brave." Aww. To me, it was like you put your brother you put Brother Bear meets Freaky Friday, and it was horse. And I hate it. (laughs) Oh well, spoilers for Brave. And I disagree, though. I mean,
2: it was very much Freaky Friday. Yeah, but that's okay. How many? How many times have they remade Freaky Friday?
0: Well, twice. A couple. But
2: but they're, you know,
0: good. And then he also put, I saw the movie Brave. It sucked (laughs) ass. Oh. Uh, cool we're doing such a good job at not swearing and being vulgar on the podcast, but the people who listen to this show do not. Exactly. That's good okay. thing Brad's going to be responsible. Listen to this and beep all those out. So moms, remember, all the curse words will be bleeped out.
2: Yeah. And under the bleep, we never actually said anything. It's just the bleep is added for comedic effect.
0: It is. Uh, and then the last thing he said is he was waiting in line for Spider-Man like we were uh, the night we were at Spider-Man. We were all sending out tweets. Um, so he says he can't wait to hear about it. Hey, Sully, thanks for sending us a couple of comments, and we appreciate it.
1: Backing up a second. So he was waiting to see Brave, and then the other tweet was he saw it and thought it was terrible?
3: Yep. All right.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I, I wasn't quite following it, but that's a shame. But everyone's yeah. entitled to their opinion.
0: That's what's great about America. When do you want to tell that story about what happened when we saw Spider-Man? Oh, when we get to the review of Spider-Man. Okay. So look forward wait, to that. Hun- Pins and needles for that one. (laughs) Uh, So we also got a few voicemails this week. We did. And And
1: Jesse, you can wait for yours since it's Spider-Man related. You can wait till the review to uh, hear it.
0: Yeah, so it will be at the end. Sorry, Jesse. It's not that we like you the least. It's just you have spoilers kind of in your... (laughs) review like we do all the time so that's fine so that's fine so it'll Um, be after the trailer later it'll be after the trailer so just stay tuned for that jesse um we actually got a celebrity to call us this week whoa what? which is crazy
2: is it george's john t because i think he likes me now
0: no that's awesome if he does no i don't i mean i just made that up but but we got a real celebrity to call our google hot uh voicemail um so brad if you want to play this celebrity
3: so we have a
6: day I went and saw Spider-Man, but it wasn't the right Spider-Man. So I go out and I ask the clerk, I'm like, hey, Clark, Spider-Man, it's no Tobey Maguire. And he says, hey, you rock a Wahlberg? I said, yeah, I'm a Wahlberg. What do you think? Where's Spider-Man? He says, I don't know. And then I just stared at him, and he stared back at me, and then I walked away.
0: Dude. Freaking Marky Mark called us.
6: <laughs> I, I mean, really, this
2: is—I
0: really like his underwear.
2: Just, I'm just dude, this is for kids, man. Oh well, no, I mean they're very comfortable. <laughs> Wait, he makes his own
0: underwear? What didn't he? Wasn't he famous for being an underwear model? I assume uh, the models make their own clothes, right? I think he's famous <laughs> because he was—he—he he felt it. Oh, Some would say, feel it,
1: feel it. Actually, I think he was a Calvin Klein model. Was he? Yeah. yeah.
0: But he, he uh, obviously, he listened to our TED review last week, liked what he heard. He went ahead and called us and told us he saw Spider-Man. and So I'm glad that Mark Wahlberg gets out and sees movies as well. Yeah. He's a fan. A, possibly drunk or something. Yeah, I mean, possibly. But you know what? Thanks, Mark. We appreciate the phone I call. I don't think he knows how to work his phone call either. Him. I think I can call him Mark now. I don't have to call him, call him yeah. Mark Wahlberg. He called our show. So he's like he's like my bud. I just so call him I call him E.
2: E? Yeah, just E.
0: What does that mean? Because he was Marky e. Mark. So I just call him E. Oh, so you just Clever. cut that off. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. it be Y? Hey, it's it's a very doing? inside thing. Wait, wouldn't it be <laughs> Y? <Or is> it <laughs> does it spell Marky M A R K E. Wait, 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 Was it Marky?
2: It wasn't it wasn't like Mark Space E no, space mark. Marky. I've been living a lie. <laughs> you have been. James, oh my goodness. I just
1: got an email from Mark Wahlberg saying that you're name for him is disrespectful <laughs> just now it happened
2: wow
0: so thanks mr Wahlberg. we appreciate you um calling us that was yeah, do call again and here's the second message that we got this week
6: uh yeah hi um my name's adam i'm just calling in i i kind of was uh i listened to your podcast uh for ted and so on and so forth and uh you guys talked about moonride kingdom a little bit and i was kind of curious to see what you guys thought about um the Darjeeling Limited has kind of a, you know, it, it involves the Darjeeling story as well, but uh it also uh has a short movie at the beginning uh, about France and stuff like that. Uh And basically kind of to break up the whole, you know, the whole beginning of everything. But uh, I was kind of wondering what you guys thought of that. So um, I think that Wes Anderson has a very unique style, so it's really interesting, and I'm just kind of curious to see. So thank you very much. Bye.
2: So he's asking, he's asking what we thought of Hotel Chevalier? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: So, James, what did you think of Hotel Chevalier? <laughs> uh, I hated it, actually. And I'm... Wow. Like,
2: people... I, I remember the reviews of Darjeeling being kind of middling. Um,
3: Natalie Portman's I, butt.
2: I... <laughs> Way to skip right to it. Uh, I really liked *Stargazing Limited*. I was a huge defender of that movie. Yeah, me too. Um, but I hated that first section because really? it feels so out of context and it's so totally different than the rest of that movie um, that I I just didn't know why it was there or what its purpose was. Uh, and it, it and sets up why one of the brothers is all bummed out. Yeah. Is there but a Wes movie you don't like, Brad? I don't think it matters. Um, like your mom. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh That brother being butt, like, why exactly he's bummed out, I don't think matters. And I think that you kind of have an idea based on um, just the little bits that Natalie Portman is in the movie. Like, he's on the whole
1: vacation because he's depressed. No, 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 I know that. The whole short sets up why he's depressed.
2: No, no, no. The whole short is just him and and Natalie Portman having sex. Um, That's the whole short, as I remember it. Um, I mean, there's little bits of dialogue in there, but it's There's a
0: train in it.
2: (laughs) Um, and and visually, I don't think it's anywhere near as cool as what uh, Darjeeling Limited does. Um, so I don't love it.
0: Brad, you like it? Yeah. What movie are we talking did about? Ever, did you ever see Darjeeling? Uh, long. I don't remember anything about it. Yeah. I saw it so long ago. But I had that short with uh, like uh, before the you know movie. with Natalie
2: Portman's butt. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's all right. As, uh, as it, far it, as the it, Wes Anderson movies go, it's probably one of my least favorites. Oh yeah. Because I saw it once. I never saw it again. Yeah. Um.
1: But yeah. But the short, it's just short. It's just kind of like,
0: yeah. But I, I think that it
2: it it starts the movie if, because especially if you, when you watch it on the DVD, it's at the beginning of the movie. I think it starts the movie off on like completely wrong foot. Hmm. Um, if you want that information in the movie, like find a place to fit it in. Uh, or I watched it on on iTunes like weeks before it got released in theaters, uh, and then it kind of made sense. Then it was just like this little short film that was interesting but stood on its own. Whereas if it's the first step of the movie, I think it it totally knocks everything off kilter.
0: Hmm. And I just want to say I asked Brad a legitimate question. He said my mom, so that's uh <laughs> that's really nice, Brad. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate I that. Know. Yeah.
2: Is there really a Wes Anderson movie you don't like?
1: I don't think so, no.
2: Cool.
0: Cool. Is there a movie you guys
2: the, don't like? No, I was just I was just <laughs> curious. Because well, oh.
0: you always every time there's a Wes Anderson movie come out, you just love it. So I was just curious if there's one that you didn't like. I don't, I don't like Rushmore. Yeah. You don't like Rushmore? I don't he like, said it. I don't like he Rushmore. He said it. Wow, are you going to see that at midnight this week? Yeah, I guess you're
1: not. Come on with me, James. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go see it. Nice. <laughs>
0: Probably cool. tonight. Uh, cool. So, yeah. Well, Th- thanks for calling in, as always. Yeah, thanks, thanks, absolutely, Adam. yeah. That
2: was a good question, too. Yeah. I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah, so and thanks,
0: Adam. We're glad you like Ted. And, yeah, so thank you, everybody, for calling in. Remember, you can leave us a voicemail, 720 nerds 5 You can tweet us real underscore nerds you can email us directly real nerds at gmail.com you can like us on facebook and leave a post on facebook and we will read it you can leave a comment on our tumblr page RealNerdspodcast.com, and we will read it on air we don't care rule of thumb for the
2: internet is that all underscores are important
0: yes please remember the underscore is important we appreciate it so hey let's unspool some real news
3: it's real news
0: So in box office numbers, I'm actually kind of surprised how much money Ted made. Yeah. It made $54.1 million. Yeah. And I was reading... Movie Phone always has an article that comes out before uh, the final numbers are released. Or it's like on Thursday. and uh, they, ha- they have a tracker. I think it's Hollywood.com that actually tracks. Or maybe The Hollywood Reporter. And they were saying maybe $25 million to open. So that it just blew expectations away. Is a uh, pretty good. And even as it's been playing throughout... The week last week, it's still holding up really well. Um, it's
2: ten million dollars more than the Hangover one made its first weekend, its opening weekend.
0: So, um, which, I mean, just to give you an estimation. What if yeah.
2: Hangover finished 279 two seventy nine, something like that? Yes, shoot, I was just looking at it, but Hangover's its opening weekend was forty four,
0: and then overall is over two hundred million. Um, yeah, and t- then the t- second movie uh, was Magic Mike, and that made thirty four million, which is also really shocking for what kind of subject matter it was, so I well, guess women really wanted to see uh, men take off their clothes.
2: And we'll talk about this later, but it is, it is actually like uh, uh, a you know, fairly subdued, well, that's not the right word, but it's a serious Steven Soderbergh movie, and for that, in the middle of the summer,
0: to do that well,
4: yeah. Serious?
0: Yes. It's a
4: serious <laughs> movie? Yes, it is. Really? Because I was reading an
0: interview with Channing Tatum, and he said it was
2: silly. There is silly stuff in it, but... At its core, we'll talk about this in what we've been
0: watching. Okay. Seriously?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, James, I don't have the information in front of me, so what's coming out next week?
4: DVD releases the Blu-ray. Blu-ray? Uh,
0: it's, it's really just American Reunion. What about um, Adventure Time? I watched a couple of those episodes. <laughs> I'll talk about what we've been watching. It says season
2: <laughs> one. I have to believe that that has had more than, a, like, I, don't I have to
0: believe that's been on, on DVD before um but yeah so yeah american reunion is really the only one you also wanted to mention the christian bell china movie
2: no well yeah the flower of war the flowers of war i i don't even know if it ever got released over here i don't know if i will ever watch it but uh it's out you can go get it
0: cool so that's a light week yeah very light kind of slowing down because all the big movies are coming out in the summer again yeah i'm gonna save some money this week
2: well, unless you are really into iCarly, you could get season four of iCarly.
0: Nice. My older brother Steve loves iCarly <laughs> <laughs> because he watches it because he has children, and then he, there's a, some kid on it who's really funny. I guess, and I, I never watch it.
4: I, did, I didn't. I didn't expect that to actually be a real comment. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> it is, my friend. It is. <laughs> the biggest news this week is Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes got a divorce. Oh God, no, it's not. Tom Cat is no more, uh... and I'm really heartbroken. Why can't Tom Cruise find someone to love him? We have really serious news to talk about. Like, actually, sad I man. don't get why he's been married three times. And no one loves him because he's so short, man. Like, he'll find the right man. The only
2: man on the planet shorter than him is Ray Parks. That's how short Tom Cruise but
0: is. He makes so many good
4: movies and. He can run really
0: well. He runs he,
4: awesome. He jumped he on a couch
0: it, proclaiming. Actually, a funny uh, story about this is I read the interview with him in Playboy, and he was talking about how much Katie Holmes was awesome and how much he loved her. And then this happened, and I, I was actually kind of shocked. I guess she didn't like him at all. Anyway, so surreal was, news. There's a plot to infiltrate <laughs> the
4: Scientology church yeah. and uh, expose him. Well, if you have enough
0: Amazing. money, you can... You know, be part That'd of be it. That'd be cool if it was, man. Wouldn't that be neat? Like she's oh. a double agent. <laughs>
4: actually, it would be. That'd yes. be awesome. I, dude.
0: dude, we need to make this
3: movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: um. Also, I have actually a couple real news things. Okay. Um, on the. I obviously follow Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man people, and they released that the Amazing Spider-Man is the first part of a trilogy that they're gonna. The second one's already gonna come out in 2014, so you don't even have to wait that long for another Spider-Man movie. Well,
2: and we already kind of knew this because you did years ago when they were just gonna make this a Spider-Man four. James Vanderbilt James Vanderbilt turned in a trilogy of scripts. He did. Um so we kind of knew that this one was was leading up to some stuff.
0: But they hired new screenwriters to do it. Plus, in the
2: world of Avengers, you no longer make a comic book movie to stand on its own.
0: Nope. And that's awesome. Yeah. And also, uh, normally I wouldn't mention this because I love the movie Psycho. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's a great movie. But the producers of Lost are creating a prequel to the movie for on A&E called... Bates Hotel yeah so if they create like kind of a psychological thriller where it studies because I think Norman Bates is a great character and yeah. kind of explain his downfall and you I mean you don't have to show him killing his mother you can just see you know how he was beforehand and yeah I think I'm interested
2: would, I uh, that was a piece of news that I cut out because I knew we were going to be a little heavy on time um, that yeah I, I think is really an exciting I, it it's weird because it's it's another hey we're gonna re- take this thing that you already know yeah. and make something new out of it. But I think there's a lot of potential to make a cool show out of that, especially now that like horror television is starting to take off. I agree. Especially after American Horror Story, um, I think it could be pretty cool.
0: So yeah, those are my two little quick news things yeah. that I thought were interesting this week. James, what else you got for me?
2: Well, as always, I'm gonna start with a downer. Oh, you. Um, son of a this dip. is the, this is honestly the biggest news of the week, which is that Andy Griffith died on the third. Um, who did? Were you guys big Andy Griffith fans? Like, did you right.
0: watch the was Andy kid. Griffith show? Yeah, I mean, everybody yeah. knows the song, and everybody knows you know yeah. characters from it.
4: So. I, yeah, when I mean, it was sick. It was pretty much always on. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. It was always on in the middle
2: of the day. Yep. Um, that's when I watched a lot of it. Um, and it man, that hit me hard though. Like, Andy Griffith was such a lovable, iconic dude. I said on Facebook that I feel like he um, through you know he he wanted to make the, the world a better place and he did it through some of the best possible ways through like telling good heartwarming stories and encouragement and all of that. He did have and that he, really
0: he, cool voice. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like really comforting.
2: Exactly. Like you wanted him to be your grandpa. Um and then of course he he in my mind has become like a piece of Americana. Sure. Uh, and so it's it's really a shame that that uh he is no longer here, but you know he was 89 years old, which is a good long life. So that's good. It is. It's actually the same age as Stanley. It is. Which uh, makes me nervous.
1: And Hey, I'll liven things up. At Trivia this week, one of the team names was Mayberry R.I.P.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's <wackety> horrible. Wackety smackety doo. <laughs> Dang
2: it. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did it. It was me. <laughs>
2: So there's a lot of movies that are always floating around that you keep hearing about that you think like, well, that's probably never going to actually happen. And honestly, on my list has always been Edgar Wright's Ant-Man movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, People have been talking about it forever, but this week uh, he – well, actually, about a week and a half ago, because you have to remember since we did Ted Early, you know, this is slightly old, but um, he did an actual – he went out and did a test reel to try and prove to studios, like, I can make a cool movie where a guy – has the superpower to get small and then get real big. Uh because understandably that doesn't sound like the most interesting superpower like visually. Um but the fact that he is actually working on that, uh they've said there's a script it means this is going to happen. Uh and especially after the Avengers doing as well as it has,
0: he know, is a member of the Avengers too. Oh yeah. So you can Now have whether or not he'll him. be an
4: Avengers too is up in the air, but Yeah. Uh, it's a freak cool. story about Rick Moranis and a shrinking
2: device. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of the producers of Lost, uh, Damon Lindelof is actually coming back to TV. We teased this a few weeks ago because there was rumors that he signed a contract with somebody and he's doing a show for HBO called The Leftovers, which is based on a Tom Perota script, who's the guy who wrote, like, Election and Little Children.
0: I love um, Election. Election's a good movie.
2: Yeah, so it's a it's a... It's sort of a post-rapture kind of a movie. Like it doesn't, or the book at least is about like one day a whole bunch of people disappear, and nobody knows where they go. Uh, I don't think that it straight up says it's the rapture, but it's sort of like that. And then it's about sort of the people who are left behind and and them trying to rebuild their lives based when people have just disappeared, um, which is sounds very much right up Dame Lindelof's alley, where it's you know. Mystical, and there's weird stuff going on, but at the same time, it's really a character driven kind of a show.
4: Is it is it Jesus y, though? I mean, is, no. it, real, uh, is, it, 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 is it about <laughs> <is it> Jesus? <laughs> How much Jesus, you know? You know, because I, <laughs> I can only take so much Jesus what's in the, my story. What's the percentage so? of Jesus? Well,
2: no. I mean, Damon Lindelof is a Jew, so there's probably not going to be that much Jesus in yeah, it. So is Jesus.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Um, and it's on HBO, so no, it can't have that much Jesus in it but uh it it sounds to me based on the article i read cuz i haven't read the book uh that it's a pretty ambiguous kind of a thing like they don't it's not necessarily about the religion it's more about rebuilding in a more post apocalyptic kind of a way um so anyway i think it sounds really interesting and i'll look forward to it and it'll be weird to see th- that kind of a show on hbo cuz any more hbo i think of as sort of a either genre or just straight up drama you know or every now and then they'll have a 30 minute you know uh, f- f- comedy about drugs but <laughs> I don't think of them as really doing like fun shows anymore so we'll see yeah. that's everything I
0: got nice S- oh Brad do you have Brad, news bringing some to the wow. podcast
1: Um, it's actually kind of old news but I thought it was fascinating
0: yes we know so. we landed on the moon Brad <laughs> really
2: <laughs> Yeah. You guys heard about that actually, actually no. I've heard maybe we didn't well, <laughs> I don't know <laughs>
0: Oh, Don't be one of those guys. James. Well, my mind here. No, I'm very much
1: not. Anyway, destroy my little world. Um, uh, while I was out getting comics, uh, I found an old Starlog issue. That what's had, Starlog? Yeah. What's Starlog? Yeah, what's Starlog? Oh, it's
2: an old
0: sci-fi sci fi oh. magazine.
2: Like,
1: oh, movies in general. Yeah. yeah. What's, uh,
2: a, what's a magazine?
1: <laughs> uh, before iPads, James, there was <laughs> these things made out of paper. Um yeah, it's a it's old sci-fi movie style magazine. Cool. It's from like the eighties and early nineties. I think it's still around. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like kind My friend says Um and it had Ninja Turtles 2 on the cover. So nice. I was like, I have to have that to find out what they wrote about. And I expected to see some kind of fluff piece of like, mm-hmm. oh, the turtles are coming back and, you know, they love pizza and calabunga and all that. <laughs> and surprisingly, it's actually an interview with the screenwriter in the article. Nice. And he talks about stuff of um how the his draft for the second, he uh, co-wrote the first movie, but the second movie he pretty much did all by himself. Um, and he tried to fill the entire movie with everything from the comics, like all uh. the different storylines with the Triceratons and all the space travel stuff. And then the director came and was like, yeah, we need to trim this down. <laughs> um, but it, he consulted out with Eastman and Laird on it. And um, uh, it actually originally was the story about environmentalism. But, you know, by the time he was done writing it, all the creative people were like, no, we don't want to be preachy. you know, this, we, this needs to be a fun movie. We so, like, that's why they added more jokes and stuff into it. So it's, it, that's why the movie seems more <laughs> lighthearted. And um, and Joe's doing
0: the ninja rap, villainella <laughs> ice dance. <laughs>
1: um, and then also uh, one of the things is, like I always wondered, like, why is the because in the comics, this the lab that develops the ooze is TCRI. But in the movie, they made it TGRI, and in the article, it says that they changed it because there's an actual TCRI lab in in Los Angeles really? or California, so they were like we're required to change it. So. <laughs> and then uh, Gordon Perry uh, is like an amalgamation of like two uh, producers or something. Uh, I forget what it was, but like that character, they kept coming up with names for him. And then those actual names would show up in the phone book, so they had to keep changing it. So mm-hmm. he's like, he molded two of his friends' names together or something. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, it was, it was that cool. That sounds like the
2: worst way to ever write a <laughs> script.
1: Um, and then at the end, he said he would never do another one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but Too many cooks. No, it's cool, because I've never seen... Um, yeah. It's usually you know actors or directors, and uh, this is an article for the screenwriter, so... Very cool. Yeah. So uh, I think it's... I forget which issue it is (laughs) if you want to check it out. It's it's obviously from 91 or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, trying to give it credit.
0: Nice. So So, uh, this week, me and James usually do the Comic Corner. And not only do we have a brand new intro, but Brad has read comic books that he's going to contribute to Comic Corner. And that's so weird because Brad was usually burning comics. I don't get it. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, oh, I thought
2: he was always like beating children who liked comics.
0: I know, right? That so I weak. do do. <laughs> that is so weak. But anyways, Brad, tell everybody what comic books they should be picking up. Sweet. I'm the star now. What's up,
4: nerds? It's the Comics Corner.
1: For my special comic book corner... Um, I after the Michael Uslan interview, I made it my mission to go find the comics he recommended.
2: You brought them with you. You know the listeners can't see them, right?
1: I know, but you guys can see them, and you have a better re- reference of what I'm talking about if you can see them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you won't just drift off as I as I talk about them. You'll have stuff huh. to look at. Um, anyway, at the in the Michael Uslan interview, he talked about his favorite Batman comic of all time, which is Detective Comics number 439. Called Night of the Stalker, and it's actually a 100-page DC comic. So it has other stories featuring the Adam Hawkman, the all-new Manhunter, Doctor Fate, and Kid Eternity. Huh? Who I've never heard of, but um, Doctor Fate's cool. What's special about this Batman uh, story in here is that the whole story does not have Batman saying a word. It's completely Whoa. narrative, and then all the villains uh, in the story are, you know have dialogue so yeah. but Batman himself it's 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 not even like in his head it's just he just shows up and squints at people until they feel guilty yeah yeah and actually he shows up and goes into rage mode because <laughs> uh, what happens is um he's out um you know checking out Gotham making sure everything's okay and then uh these I think it was bank robbers uh are, are s- escaping and then this woman gets in one of the guys way and he just shoots her and then the guy's like dude you weren't supposed to kill anybody and then that girl's husband fights the other guy, and he gets shot. And so their kid is left orphaned just like Bruce Wayne. And Batman gets really, really upset, and he hunts these guys down. Nice. Um, so they make a way in their getaway car, and the one guy who's like, dude, we weren't supposed to shoot anybody, he's really remorseful. But the other guy's like, whatever, she got in my way. I had to do what I got to do to escape. <laughs> and so Batman chases them down. I think he... Uh, Jumps on the hood of the car and starts like tearing at the windshield. And then they like go out to the swamp, and he, he like one by one picks them off um, as they split up. There's a swamp near Gotham, yes. Whoa, <laughs> uh, and there's also a cliff <laughs> <laughs> in like, the swamp,
2: uh, like in the swamp, like they find a swamp cliff,
1: yeah. It looks like a swampy area, yeah. But oh, yeah, wow. th- then there's a cliff, and then Batman's man's standing on the edge, and the one guy charges at him, and uh.
2: Batman he just jumps. olays him <laughs> and wait, he wait. goes off the cliff. Does Batman just jump out of the way?
1: No, he latches onto the guy, but like in the side of the panel, like everyone, all the other bad guys see them fall off the cliff. They're like, oh my god, that guy uh... just killed Batman and himself. But there's a branch hanging like below the cliff, so Batman just oh, okay. leaves the one guy on there, and then he goes off and stalks the other guys. Uh, then the one guy who's remorseful, you know, he captures him, but the guy's like, please don't. I I I I I feel really bad about what I did. And Batman's like, okay, well I'll let you go. He, well, uh, for the police, but like <laughs> he doesn't beat the shit out of him. Like, But he just said Batman
0: doesn't talk. Huh? He said well, Batman doesn't talk. It's
1: his expression on his face. Yeah, yeah. 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 like in the way the guy responds to everything. And then, um, yeah. He, he so he said, do you remember Batman,
0: uh, why Michael Usland said that's his favorite story? Because Batman doesn't say anything. And yeah, because he well, he was talking in the interview that the reason because he likes that kind of Batman, he likes the dark, scary Batman that stalks people in the shadows. And that was that's his interpretation of the character. That's why it's his favorite one.
3: Cool.
1: And then at the end, he goes back to Wayne Manor and kind of (laughs) cries because he's so sad that there's another parentless child in the world
2: and that
0: he couldn't do more. So would you say it's a great Batman story?
2: Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm confused when he's crying does he say I'm so sad there's not another there's another parentless child in the world?
0: No, it's
1: like the narrative. Oh, cuz like he never the narrators. Never talks, that's right. Yeah, talking okay. about his feelings cool. and stuff, so. Uh and then um I picked up the You are a meanie head.
2: <laughs> I thought it was a funny joke.
1: <laughs> I think it just edit James out of the show entirely. <laughs>
2: have you been James doing is that for silent months?
1: and we just provide narration for <laughs> for James. <laughs> James. <laughs> James, don't think that that last thing was very funny. No, don't
2: do that. No.
1: James started to talk about Damon Lindelof. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the other books I got, um, which I actually thought was Night of the Soccer. I I forgot that. um, I I thought Night of the Soccer was the one Useland wrote, but it was actually this other. um, He. uh, Well, I don't want to spoil the interview story, but uh, basically, he. In a really cool way, he got a chance to write his own Batman comics. And he wrote one, and they liked it so much that he got to continue the story arc into three. So I picked up um, Detective Comics, number 460, 461, and 462. Um, and I thought this was the story about uh, the the drugs in the barrels falling that's off the spirit. Niagara Falls. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. That's his first published comic book as a spirit. So he, that's the first one he got to do. Yep. But this is the first Batman That's one. the first Batman. Um, and this one, it's not as fresh on my mind, but... Basically, there's this guy, uh Captain Stingri.
2: <laughs> no. Is that his name? Or yeah. is he like a is he a superhero and he's Captain Stingri?
1: No, he's just this uh bald guy with an eye patch. Oh, okay. And, yeah, he's, uh,
2: a, he's a captain and his last name is Stingri. Yeah. Okay. Uh
1: I think that's how you pronounce it. It's spelled like Sting I E E. I don't know if it's like Stingri, that sounds yeah. right Yeah, yeah, yeah Stingray. <laughs> um anyway, so this uh, Captain Stingery hosts a villains, how to, how to uh, fight Batman class, <laughs> nice, <laughs> or how to how to perform crime class. Oh no! And he uh, is that. Oh wait, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you
4: d- I want to hear that story. All right, go ahead. Well,
1: it's it's similar because it starts out with he's talking to um, a bunch of other criminals, like saying like I know who Batman is and. Uh, I believe that he has three different people. Uh, okay. So we have to track down these three different people. So he has this plot to g- Is one of the
2: three people Bruce Wayne?
1: Uh should I spoil the book for everyone?
2: Well, like, if if none of the three people are Bruce Wayne, then there is no conflict at all. So
1: Uh well yeah. So n- no. Oh wow. Um the th- all three people are triplets. Triplet actors called the who are the uh the Courtneys? what yeah it's kind of goofy um so batman as it goes along like stingery's hunt like hunts down each one of these different batmen to collect them all and then expose them um but he each time in each book he reveals he takes off the mask and it's like this courtney like their last name is Courtney. i forget the first names everybody yeah um in the end like stingery is a they're actually quadruplets stingery is like the evil brother Ah, so he. Uh, so he's really just killing his brothers. So at the end of each book, you think he's caught Batman, and you're. Like, it, it's actually really good at making you think, like, oh, well, that was supposed to be Batman. You know, why isn't it Batman? and Oh, there's another Courtney brother, and they're you know triplets, and uh, it's, it's a lot of uh, a
0: lot of detective work. Good thing it's in Detective Comics, exactly. <laughs>
1: um, so yeah. Anyway, and then by the end, you find out that Stingray is also you know, a fourth. Uh Courtney, Courtney brother and he's just mentally ill.
2: <laughs> oh wow.
1: And uh yeah. That's an
2: interesting twist though. Does Batman punch him in the face? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. He just like shows up. They and never it, explain why he's missing an eye though. Three three issues in a row, this guy just like catches people who are Batman and then they're not Batman, and then at the end Batman just shows up and punches the dude in the face. <laughs> that sounds like the best You story, guessed right however. this time, pal. You want to meet Batman? bam You guessed right this time, pal. <laughs>
1: Uh and then what's the what the other thing that's interesting is that for all the denouncing that Michael Uslan makes of the campy Batman 60s show mm-hmm. reading some of the the um transitions between scenes like they have the, like the narrator says and then Batman moved on to the warehouse or whatever it it's got that that campy narration to it mm. um
0: that might have been more that he had to
1: yeah cuz i mean no he, matter he how he's he's a co-writer on it so it may not be his
0: Influence, but.
2: <laughs> when was it uh, published? Uh, 1976, I think? Yeah,
0: that's yeah, one. Yeah, because, I mean, you're under so much scrutiny when you're there and you have to appease.
2: But when I saw them, they still got the comics code on them. Like,
0: that's. And the editors back then were probably scared. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. a
2: period of time when comics were still very much for kids, and so they're going to have that kind of stuff in it.
3: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Cool. And then the last one I got was, uh,. I really wanted to find out what that uh, eraser story was in Batman. (laughs) So, luckily, Mile High Comics uh, gave me 50% off of it. And, uh, yeah, Batman and Robin fight a villain called the Eraser. And he is a guy who's wearing, like, a suit that looks like a pencil shaft and then (laughs) an eraser head. Yep. What does he do?
2: Does he erase things? Like, when he rubs his head on stuff? He erases
1: the evidence of your crimes. Whoa. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's a horrible
2: idea. Yeah. Yeah, yes, he is exactly like the wolf in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: there's uh, there's always goofy villains. You know, they always yeah. have them. Uh, Spider-Man, his was 2003, maybe 2000, and his name was Typeface, a disgruntled <laughs> writer who threw explosive letters. I can't remember the name of this guy, but there's one in the Marvel Universe who um,
2: he rides a scooter that flies on a rainbow uh, and and he just steals stuff. I
0: don't remember that one, and I'm pretty well-versed in Marvel characters. It's, he's in,
2: like, one issue. The, go, if you go over to iFanboy, they've got an article somewhere where they've nice. just got, like, really crummy villains, and he's one of them. Oh, who's so good.
1: Here's the thing, though. Like, if I was Christopher Nolan, like, the way you could actually make the eraser a cool villain, like, you take away the stupid pencil costume. <laughs> <laughs> and you just make First. him a villain who, like, erases evidence of, like, your existence or... Your, well...
2: You would just make him somebody who works at the police department and or goes through... I think his
0: name is Joseph Stalin. I don't... <laughs> For history buffs out there. Yeah. that's not bad Enlighten about. me, because I have no idea what you're uh, talking Joseph about. Joseph Stalin, if he did not like you, he would murder you, and then he'd erase you from history. So yeah. he would have photos doctored. with you. If you were in them, he'd take you out of the photos. Yeah. There you go. I think that'd be a cool Batman character. The eraser.
2: Stalin. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Stalin. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> well, there is a Batman comic from like I think it's number eighteen where he does fight Hitler and Stalin. Nice. And oh yeah. dude! So, Hitler always deserves done.
0: to get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> the See, more superheroes that do it, the better off the world is. It's a universal
2: truth. Like everybody wants to punch Hitler in the face. Totally. Do you think his family well, changed,
0: his na-
1: changed their names after all. Oh, that? they all did. <laughs> Most of the Hitlers
2: in Germany changed their last names.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's such a stigma about it. Yeah.
1: So anyway, yeah, comic of a corner
0: for this week. Nice. Hope you enjoyed w- it. Way, way to contribute, Brad. I'm I'm proud of you. Sorry, it wasn't a Spider Man book.
1: Yeah, we saw Spider Man okay. this week. And well, it was
2: going to be my week, and I was going to deliberately not pick a Spider Man book because <laughs> I was like, ah, there's already too much Spider Man.
0: There's never enough Spider Man. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to rename another part of our show, and Joe's going to provide us with a goofy voice for it. This is called Stuff We Have Been Watching.
4: So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching.
0: And I'm the host, so I get to go first. So I don't care what you guys say. And the name's mm- so different this week. It is. I don't know what to do.
2: Yeah, I didn't watch stuff. You did. I guess I did watch stuff.
0: So I didn't watch too much because I saw Spider-Man so much this week. <laughs> but there is a few things I watched that um, I took chances on. Uh, one was Newsroom, which James talked about last week. Ugh. And it was really good. Uh, I really like Allison Pill in it. There's just uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's Sorkin, so you're... You're just enamored with the the, the dialogue. dialogue and um,
2: it's so quick and quick enough. Like I've I've rewatched that first episode maybe four times now, and it's, there are still little things that he'll say that now I get. Like this time around, I go, "Oh, okay, that's what he's saying there."
0: Yeah, I think it's really good. Um, I I don't think it's as good as James said it was. I mean, it's okay cool. for me. I mean, it was fun. Yeah. Um, if I had HBO, I'd probably keep on watching it, but I don't. So whatever. Absolutely. Um, I also have never seen an episode of True Blood, and oh. while I was in Nebraska, I don't know what. It has What season is on? Six? Five? Uh, five. Um, so I'm guessing it's from season five. Yeah. And I watched it because there's nothing else to do in Nebraska. And I had no idea what was going on. I thought it was like a serious vampire show where they were dealing with vampires in society and they feasted on uh, people. And uh, no. Well, that's uh, what, that's where it started. Yeah. Uh, Suki is her name correct? Yeah. And she has some powers where she can shoot light out of her hand. Yep. And she was talking to this vampire mistress, I run a bar lady, who's Kristen Bauer's character. Yep. And she shot her across the room. Yep. And then there's a little kid vampire who yells at people. I don't know what's going on in the show. Uh, And then there's this one black girl who has turned into a vampire, and she's... Drinking I think true. I
4: the same episode what, as you what, what, and I. What is have true no blood? Is true blood like happening? a thing? True it, blood is, is true
0: blood is like
2: Sobe, but it's for vampires. It's a <laughs>
1: synthetic blood, so okay. yeah, they don't have to feast on humans all the time. Yeah, the, the uh, premise of the
2: show is that this company came out with a synthetic blood, and that allowed vampires to like reveal themselves to the world because now they can just drink true blood instead of drinking people, which meant that oh, they're not monsters anymore. They're you know, um, which so that's how it started, mm-hmm. and it was really good, or uh, you know, good enough. Um, and they've gone way off the rails and yeah, now there's, I'm, there's lightning shooting and characters just randomly get turned into vampires now. And I don't,
0: I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, it's like, uh, the show is trying to be, I don't know if it's trying to be campy or be a drama, but the drama comes off extremely campy. The, um, I think the problem is that the writers don't know that. Yeah. Because I mean, then there was a part where there is a police officer and his butt was on Facebook. And yeah. I, yeah. I, right. I, I don't know what that's about. I, I don't. I. I've never seen an episode, so maybe watching the 60th episode of it's not a good start. But I. No. I, I. Yeah. You
4: got well, to start and, somewhere, and it really didn't catch your attention. Want to go back and do it? Though. Oh, no. <laughs> like
2: sometimes there's great stories, like that cop that you saw. There was mm-hmm. this, there was a story a couple uh, seasons ago where um, because vampires' blood, if a human ingests it, is sort of like a drug. Um, And so that guy got addicted to that stuff. And that was an interesting story. Mm -hmm. Um, But then they'll go crazy, and then there's fairy. Because the thing is, Sookie, fairy. She's a fairy.
0: So do you still watch it? Here's the thing. (laughs) Is this this your two broke girls of HBO? No.
2: I've been watching it because, honestly, like, season two, I adored. Like, season two is so cool, and the ending is amazing. Um, But season three is garbage, just awful. Uh, And I've been, you know stealing them illegally off the internet <laughs> um, find a find a better way to say that i don't know children do not steal um, things off the internet and i downloaded this week's episode and it's just sitting on my computer and i don't think i'm gonna watch it i think i'm done because um, i don't
0: i don't care anymore like yeah they turned one of the characters into a vampire and it's just nonsense yeah, uh, i don't joe dude, i don't understand what's going on in the show i don't and I, even if i come into a show if i came into 24 even though I, i've seen them all because I'll tell you, the first time I saw Twenty Four was season four, the first episode where Jack Bauer goes in and they're interrogating that one guy, and they're not getting where he shoots him in the leg. Is and that tells when him. LA blows up? Uh, no, uh, okay. no and he, he shoots him in one. the he shoots him in the leg, and he starts yelling at him, and then he gets his information, and he says, "That's how you do an interrogation." I'm like, I can get into this show, yeah, um, and I've never seen an episode before. Well, and that's because the rules of that
4: show are very clear. Yeah, I just um, I just don't get it. I don't get the appeal. And I don't. Uh, no, I I tried I. Was the same way. I watched Newsroom. Was really really into that, and then I decided, hey, I'll stick around. Maybe and see we
0: were watching it. HBO at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch this Ricky Gervais show after moment. that? I watched a Ricky Gervais show after that, and it's pretty yeah, funny. I watched that too. Ricky Gervais show is great. <laughs> yeah, I like that show,
4: but yeah, I, I really there was nothing I could not follow what was happening. I was I kept thinking, how long are they going to be able to keep a kid vampire, you know, looking the same? And I don't know. It,
0: it'll that be, that be show, like I'm uh, lost.
2: That show has turned into something that people watch just because it's got like pretty people on it. Um is my understanding from every time I meet somebody who really likes yeah, the show Yeah cuz it seems
0: that they just like, go for shock, shock value but where, nothing
2: none of it's shocking I don't think
0: I don't I think I, I, I mean I don't know I yeah. from what I've heard of it I don't I'll probably never watch another episode I'm But the Ricky Gervais know. show is pretty funny they're interviewing this one guy on the show and he was talking about how if he went to war and he came back and it, I I, it's, I won't describe it it was really funny though It's Carl
2: Pilkington that's yeah. they they talk to him every episode it, he's amazing cuz he's, he's a moron he's And it's
0: animated good. so it's really funny it's like Crank yeah. I mean uh, what was that Shorty watching Shorties
2: yeah, A while
0: ago, but better animated and yeah. more fun. I also, uh, the last thing I watched was um, Hot Rod with <laughs> Andy oh, wow. Samberg.
4: Um, cool beans.
0: <laughs> and I I don't know how I feel about the movie. I was laughing a lot at parts. Had you ever seen it before? No. I've never seen it. And it's, um, I, okay, so I'll, I'll set up the premise for it because you have to get the premise to understand why it's so weird. Um he plays a guy who his dad was a stunt man for with Evil Knievel, and his dad dies in a stunt, and so he wants to be a stunt man on a moped, and his his stepfather is Ian McShane, and. Dude. Uh, and all he wants to do is beat up Ian McShane so he can earn his respect. What? Yeah. He wants to beat up his stepdad to earn his respect. Uh, who wants to beat up Ian McShane? I just want to hug him. Well, in this one, he's a tough guy. Oh, okay. And uh, so he he goes to beat up his stepdad, and it turns out that his stepdad has uh, is dying of cancer, or uh, no heart, something, and he needs to get a heart transplant. Aww. And so he needs $50,000 for it, and so he's going to do a stunt to raise $50,000 for his Stepdad's heart transplant, so, so, that he, long can so he can go back and fight him. So, so, he, so he can go back and fight him and earn his respect. Okay. That is and the whole. save his
4: life to, so that he could beat him. That's up later. the whole premise of the movie.
0: <laughs> All right, I can respect that. And there's so many like weird parts, but so funny. My, my, the part that I could not stop laughing at is he gets so mad at one point that he walks out into the woods and he starts like punching in the air and <laughs> dancing, <laughs> and it's playing kind of like a Rocky kind of theme music, yeah. and it's so bizarre. But it's even got like cool lighting and stuff. Yeah, it has like, like, like cool like 80s, lighting and it, yeah,
4: it's got that 80s like eye of the tiger effect. So I think it. I'm going to watch
0: it again because I don't think I got it all the time even though I see th- watch those kind of movies yeah religiously. And it was funny and I I don't know. Uh <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, it's, just, it's, just it's, it's it's stupid fun. It's, it's stupid one of those stupid.
2: movies that people have told me to watch but I never believe them.
0: Yeah, you you should watch. I think it's streaming for free on Amazon Prime. That's okay. where I watched it. So I, I mean, it's funny, and you, you'll laugh at some parts. I mean, it's not like the best movie, but um, okay, cool. You know,
2: the fact that you said it's not like the best movie makes me maybe believe you. And
0: uh, unlike all the other people before you, uh, Chris, who said, it's the best movie. <laughs> Chris Parnell plays an AM radio announcer, and he has a really funny part in it, oh, wow. where he says that the AM radio is bound to make it come back, and he has a tattoo of uh, Calvin peeing on a TV and then peeing on an FM radio station and then the AM radio station on his chest is completely fine. And, and since we're doing a kid version of the show, I won't explain why he's pinging in two different directions at the same time. But, uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, it uh, is It is. All right. I'll probably watch it again to see if I miss any jokes. Yeah. Cool. Uh, James, what stuff have you been watching?
2: What stuff have I been watching? Well, honestly, it's been a long time since we recorded. So there's a lot of stuff. So I'm going to zoom through some, uh, I rewatched Batman begins cause I'm getting ready. I did too yeah uh and man that movie's good it is great S- spoilers for that movie but it's good did i talk about
0: that last episode
2: you um did, yeah. oh did you Oh, okay well this time i watched it and what i didn't know was that uh the guy who plays prince joffrey from game of thrones is in that movie and because of game of thrones i saw him and now i hate that little kid and i kind of <laughs> want zaz to stab him in the face um <laughs> which other other thing i realized was zaz is in that movie yeah. which i never and i didn't know zaz until i played arkham arkham asylum um and then i watched that movie and i was like holy crap i it's so subtle um yeah it's like it's, one of
1: the best uh, batman villain yeah like cameos cameo. yeah i guess yeah cameos yeah. yeah. he's just
2: he's just there just to like you know add a little bit of cred into a movie that It's not true he's
0: in two parts of the movie in the beginning yeah. and the oh, end yeah oh yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 he so. he makes an appearance at the end when they're all breaking out and at the very beginning too yeah or not at the very beginning kind of in the middle well
2: when when you're meeting um uh what's Crane. her name well yeah um
1: we should try and track that guy down and get him in, in for an interview because he's like the most understated Batman
2: villain. Like, do <laughs> you mean Zaz or the guy who plays Zaz? The guy
1: who, yeah, let's fu- let's contact let's Zaz. Find Zaz <laughs> himself. This, yeah. this guy. This guy. This, guy. this guy. comic book's not talking
2: back to me. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> hey Zaz, I'm trying to do an interview. Would you please stop stabbing me in the face? Um, um, yeah. So I watched Batman Begins. It's great. Um, Louis and Wilford have both come back to FX. Uh, Wilfred is good Louis is amazing um, but honestly the first two episodes I'm a little bit down on just because they're kind of depressing uh, Joe I know you're watching it have you seen the second episode I, yet?
4: I think I saw the second one I watched that one last night
2: um, yeah well because now because of where they leave us at the end of season two like he's dating a lot uh-huh. and then the first two episodes are, have been about that and they're 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 heavy dark episodes um, which, wife- which are which are almost <laughs> understated by the really great opening uh, monologues he gives about his kids, which are really, like, kind of heartwarming and great. Like, the second episode starts with a story that I've heard him tell before about the kinds of jokes that his daughter tells, and that's really fun. Um, but then it goes into this really horrible story about him going on this blind date, and it's just... Honestly, I don't want to ever see that episode again. It's so bad. Um, but
4: I can't just I, the show is just bad, Exactly. Yeah. The, my wife, I think, was, was at a part, like, looking at me like, no. What the
3: heck is
2: going on right now it's a it is amazing and a testament to fx that they will let him do that on television um and all of that is to say if you've never watched Louie, you should go check this yeah, show watch out Louis. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, especially if you start not on this episode um but it, i'm I'm glad to have those shows back uh, i also i had a free ticket to see uh well a movie at a regal movie theater the place for showing films um, so I went and saw <laughs> Thank you
0: He explained that to you uh, To He explained it to Brad Like Brad didn't know What a theater was Whoa whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> There's a building You can go to And they show movies Yeah, at yeah it.
4: it is
2: yeah, they. Taunt. Why are we here right now? What they Let's do is they torrent the movie for you and then project it on a wall. It's crazy. I know. No, so this the twenty third century, what's going on
0: here? <laughs> he explained that to you like you were. I know. Didn't know what a, a movie there was. It's a place where you go and watch movies.
3: Thanks, um. butthead.
0: <laughs> and uh,
2: so I went and saw. I went and saw Prometheus again. Uh, which, after having a conversation with somebody the other day, I've decided I just can't talk about Prometheus <laughs> with people anymore. Uh, but I wrote I wrote an article on the on the site about sort of just me breaking down how I feel which about which was that good, movie. by the way. And, thank you, um, and explaining how I think things are working in that movie. Because you know there are a lot of questions, but I think it's a movie where a lot of the answers are buried inside, and if you take a while to dig through it, um, it's it's pretty rewarding. But anyway, um, that movie is still good.
0: So shut up. And where do they show these at again? Uh, movie movie theater uh, like no no film, no don't tell venues. me tell Brad yeah <laughs> I like a, know it's like a, it's like
4: an
2: edifice for picture viewing <laughs> whoa 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 slow down <laughs> egghead <laughs> uh, take I, your notes Brad <laughs> I also uh, I went with Mick and RJ uh, last Sunday or so to go see Safety Not Guaranteed which Brad has talked about before um, and I really liked it uh, it's the the main character is played by Mark Duplass who is one of the Duplass brothers obviously and. They are like directors and and writers themselves, um, and that character is great. Like I was so impressed with him and how like quirky and weird he is. It's, it is he's like Dwight Schrute, right? He is. Yeah. He is. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. He is very much a Dwight Schrutean kind, kind of evil. A character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but he and he walks that fine line between you not knowing whether or not he's crazy or just disturbed. You, you know he walks that line very well. Um, and I will say though we can't talk about it cuz it would be spoilers but Brad you said you really didn't like where it goes at the end of the movie and I no. I can't imagine it going anywhere else like that really? is exactly the ending I wanted yeah
1: okay No I I didn't say I didn't like it I just I, I just you didn't expect it to go there i didn't expect it to go there and i don't know if uh, if i was doing that movie i would go there so
2: oh okay yeah
1: but it's not terrible
2: it so. happened yeah as it was happening like honestly i was terrified because what was actually happening was exactly what i expected so I, because of your review i kept thinking like oh no they're going to mess this up <laughs> something bad's going to happen like all the characters' faces are going to melt off or something like that's something cool happening yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but I, I really liked it, and I, if if it's showing anywhere near you, I think, uh, take the time and go see it, because it's also strangely short. Like, it, I got out, and I was like, how did... Yeah. Because um, it's, not, it's not the kind of movie that you laugh out loud at. It's just a movie that is always enjoyable, you know? You're just sort of smiling the whole time, and you like the characters, so... And, yeah, go check it out.
1: I, I was just thinking about it now. The guy who leads the journalists, his story doesn't quite get fully resolved, I don't think. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It kind of... Like there's kind of a climax, but it doesn't really his character doesn't go anywhere after that. He, like he isn't learning anything. Yeah,
2: you don't know if he if the end of the movie for the main characters really affects him you yeah. know in a positive way or not. But,
1: but you said you went out with these guys? Yeah. So what do you guys think of Safety Night Guaranteed?
2: Uh, good. Yeah. That's about <laughs> all I gotta say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Concise and to the point.
3: <laughs> yeah. See, you don't need an hour and a half long <laughs> <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
2: I don't know how you guys are so f-ing verbose. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brad. More work for me. Um, <laughs> Brad, what'd you see this week?
1: Um, I again watched more Batman: The Animated Series. I'm
2: still on volume three. Um, I'm on volume three now too. Me too. I got it at Best Buy. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> They've got a deal now where you can get it for fifteen bucks, and uh, it also comes with five dollars uh, a five dollar coupon. And it'll probably start by rises. the time
1: you hear this episode. So, oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, completely maybe. irrelevant information.
2: <laughs> Do you really think? Uh, you don't think it's going to run until Dark Knight rises? Oh, I bet it runs for a while. Oh, yeah, I, I, bet, maybe, I bet yeah, it'll go until the right. movie really yeah. Because there's yeah. so many, many...
1: they're doing all those Batman yeah. sets. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And you can order it online at that price, so just do yeah. that.
1: Um, Not a whole lot to... There's one episode... Uh, I'm on the first disc. There's a lot of... Uh, like in... You, the volume two teased a Ra's al Ghul star, or, or Ra's al Ghul star. In, in yeah. that series, they call him Ra's al Ghul.
0: Yeah, I I don't they, know they why. do it that. Sure and they do that in Arkham uh, Asylum too, in Arkham City. They call him Ra's, Ra's, Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, yeah. and I, then it throws me. Uh, but then in Batman Begins, they call him Ra's al Ghul. So I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I, Should I don't have know. asked
1: Michael <laughs> Oh,
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he would know. Yeah, darn it. Um, Instead
2: of one of our important questions, here's this <laughs> one about pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Michael, when uh, when you were
1: working with Christopher Nolan, like, <laughs> what was his thinking behind calling him Raz al Ghul? <sighs> but see, I Got always thought, way, kid, you bother me. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was
0: Raz al Ghul. Yeah, I never thought it was Raish, mm. but yeah. that's how Kevin Conroy thinks it is. So. Uh, uh,
1: but yeah, in the volume two, they tease this. Uh, there's this villain called Vertigo, and um, he has this like this eye patch that makes everyone you know sick. If they're, like, staying in the vicinity. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and Talia is, like... She shows up. His sidekick throughout... Uh, Batman's sidekick throughout that episode. And yeah. they beat up Vertigo, and then it teases, like, Ra- Ra- Ra's al Ghul. And then in the first disc of the next volume is where Batman ends up uh, like, going on a quest with... I think it's a two-parter, actually. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with Ra's Ghoul and his uh, uh, sidekick, and then Talia, too. Which is cool. Um, that whole story arc, like reviving the dying Rachel Ghoul and yeah, the Lazarus Pit, caught, you know, giving you madness and stuff, and all the like little, uh, like globe trotting through all the different puzzles and stuff is cool. Um, Plus, he's
2: got a he's got a sidekick named Dub Dub.
1: Yeah, who, who <laughs> always, whenever Batman's disrespectful, <laughs> ki- <laughs> kicks the crap out of him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is really funny because eventually Batman figures like starts. Feigning respect. Yeah. So he'll be like, Right after you, sir. You know <laughs> <laughs> like letting Rishal go walk ahead of him. Yeah. Um
2: That's a good is a good one.
1: And then the other cool episode from that disc is uh it's called Trial and uh there's a the new DA doesn't a- approve of Batman's antics. Um and it's her goal to get Batman out of Gotham. And then uh there's a uh a prison break within Arkham, like the villains don't escape they just they just take over part of arkham yeah take over arkham and then capture batman and the da and the da has to defend batman of why they should let batman go and uh so she kind of has to turn against her own opinion and save batman and uh it's really cool when batman escapes like the room goes dark and he starts picking off all the villains one by one. Like he takes out Harley Quinn first and then like she's <laughs> dangling from the ceiling and then Joker's like firing into the, into the crowd and it's like barely missing
0: her. He's like,
2: <laughs> sorry pumpkin.
3: Uh, <laughs> Put it. You almost hit me there.
2: <laughs> yeah. That, that just uh, also has the episode where, uh Oh, Batman is a robot and Alfred's like, wait, you're not Batman. You're a robot. Uh, and then Batman's like, that's not Batman. That's y- a robot. Yeah. The sequel
1: that's to the episode. hard act story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the robot thinks he is Batman? Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. I
2: fell asleep, so I don't know how it is. <laughs>
1: uh but anyway, yeah, good stuff again. Um didn't yeah. want to spend too much time on that actually. But uh and then I also saw uh I've been watching more season three of twenty four my mom. Nice. Um and right now we're at the point where uh Nina re shows up oh, I love and screws up Jack Bauer's deal. And the scene at the end of the episode where Jack Bauer is preaching like fighting to say like giving this speech to save his life because the Salazars are going to kill him uh, for screwing up the deal. And it's just, like, Kiefer Sutherland acting at that point, trying to convince, like... Because, logically, there is really no reason for Jack Bauer to survive at this point. No. Like, the Salazars could probably get the deal to go through without him in some fashion, but...
0: Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland's amazing
1: in that show. Yeah. Like, ugh. It's it's a good scene. It is. Uh, He convinces them to let him live because... Yeah, and then um, just drew a blank on the other thing. I watched. Uh, oh yeah, I, I saw Moonrise Kingdom again. Still which, good. Uh, yeah, I, d- I still don't see where you don't feel like the kids are doing justice to the Wes Anderson dialogue. So uh, yeah. I just think I don't
2: know what to say.
0: Yeah. Oh well, but it was delightful again. Have you? S- <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. Ah, we gotta man. get around to I see th- it. Th- so uh, I have it. worked seventeen days in a row now, <laughs> so I Ooh. don't. I haven't really had time to to go do that.
1: That's okay. Joe, have you seen Moonrise Kingdom?
0: That's, That's a no. A no. <laughs> so <laughs> that is a no. Someday we'll get an
1: equalizer in here. Yeah, someday. It's
2: not like I hated the movie,
1: right? I just yeah.
0: You need you need a balanced opinion, I think.
2: <laughs>
1: and then the last thing I saw was a movie called A Cat in Paris, which is an animated film about a cat in Paris. About a cat in Paris. Um, it's I, I guess it's an Academy Award-winning short from last year, short film. Okay. They turned it into a full movie though? No, it's or is it still just a short? Uh it's I think it's like an hour long. Maybe an hour and I think if it's less minutes. than
2: shoot, now I can't remember. I think if it's less than seventy five minutes. Or it maybe it qualifies. was like an
1: Academy Award nominated anime feature. No, it won something. We really should do our homework. You, you should. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah, what really talking this about. What's this movie, white man? My bad. I was busy. Um That was a that was a racist thing I just said, but I'm sorry. <sighs> anyway, uh the art is really the art design, the, it, the the movie's kinda like a whole bunch of animated paintings. Um if you ever if you've ever seen like artwork for jazz musicians from the nineties yeah. with that pastel drawing oh, yeah. cut, like style. Oh yeah. That's what, what like most the, of the movie looks like. Like
2: the drawings on the wall of a Popeye's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. S- yeah, yeah uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everybody in the room went,
0: Oh yeah. Uh, I love Popeyes. Popeyes should sponsor our show, <laughs> and they can pay me and free Popeyes chicken.
2: First, they'd have to build one close enough to my house. I could eat it.
1: Anyway, this yeah, the art is very beautiful. Yeah, the, the story though is very simplistic. Um, it's basically there's this woman who's a cop, and her husband was a cop, and he got killed on the job, and now she is stuck trying to solve that case, and because and now her daughter's mute because she's traumatized from not having a dad. And so she kind of uh communicates through this cat who moonlights as this thief's sidekick and, you know, being a just a regular burglar. Hat cat. Yeah, a Cat burglar. <laughs>
0: ah. Brad just said that to me he's like yeah nice one Ryan that's a stupid joke <laughs> he's like yeah cat burglar well, you couldn't see on the radio he, he swooped his hand across <laughs> like wow obvious <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and basically as the cat's committing these burg- burglaries with this thief uh, they get in the way of these this crime syndicate who are responsible for killing that woman's husband? Ah. Um and eventually it's turns into this whole big chase scene <laughs> throughout the rest of the movie of trying to uh, also the nanny who's taking care of the kid is part of the crime syndicate. So she's infiltrated the woman's the cop woman's home and
2: Is, yeah. is this movie in French?
1: Uh no, it's actually it was in English. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. It's it's it might have been in French, but the copy I saw it was dubbed with oh, English okay. voices. So Um Cool. Yeah. It's a... Uh, shows where people see it. Um just for the art, I don't like the whole there's also like this totem story. So the end the end Like from
2: the Brady Bunch movie? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a deep cut.
1: Wow, um yeah.
0: wow. like, go ahead. <laughs> like the, he the, did not just do the Brady Bunch
1: movie. <laughs> the crime boss is after this special art artifact. Art artifact. Yeah. Um, and it comes to life at the end and terrorizes Paris. And <laughs> it, then it ends up, it's only in his head as he plummets to his death. It's really
0: bizarre. What? Yeah.
2: So wow. if you're confused about what I just said, <laughs> yeah. go check out A Cat in Paris. <laughs> oh, man. Um, That's not how the Brady Bunch movie ends at all.
0: The Eiffel Tower, it is falling.
3: <laughs>
1: Actually, the, the climax is at, um,
0: the, uh, the Notre, the Notre Dame, Notre Dame. Yeah. It's a beautiful place in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Were you about to
2: say Notre Dame just because you wanted it to be in French? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> James is in a different world today, man. I am.
2: No, I am. Um, and before
1: I drag the podcast down even further, I'm going to hand it off to Joe. Joe, what stuff have you been
2: watching?
4: Uh I happened to see Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Oh yeah? Yeah, did you How is see that? that one yet? No, no. no. Oh, we have Um I you know, I I thought it was going to be funnier than it was. I don't know, just Steve Carell, it's 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 a crapshoot he's either going to do something horribly depressing or he's going to do something really funny. And uh
1: but it's more of like a love story. Yeah. Like romantic movie.
4: But damn depressing. The whole way through. I mean, there's oh. some really good jokes, and there's some really good feeling to it, but I mean, like, I left there feeling pretty depressed <laughs> at the end of it, but it stuck with wow. me well enough to that I keep thinking about it, you know? Do so you, know. you sit
1: there all, the whole time thinking about, like, what you would do oh, yeah. if there's an asteroid plummeting towards the Earth? Well,
4: yeah, and, and I mean, there's really funny parts, too, like, especially in the beginning where the adults are partying, and they're, like, feeding kids alcohol, and then they're like, yeah, let's do heroin, and... <laughs> And everybody's like, "Yeah, I'm game. Let's do it."
1: And yeah, like they do it every week. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
4: But I, I mean, there was there was a lot of uh, a lot to leave you thinking about at the end of it. So I I I think I like it more now than I did after I walked out of the theater. Yeah, I think I was just way depressed. I have, at the have a end free ticket.
0: I might have to go see that one. I have a free ticket too. We could see it together. Yeah, Knightley's adorable in it.
4: I'm I'm always up for adorable. Well, there you go. Cool. And th- <laughs> yeah, I mean that's uh, that and Spider Man. That's what I saw. Cool. Nice. So.
0: So before we get into our view of Spider-Man, this week our interview is two young men who sat down with us. They're the youngest people we interviewed at Comic-Con. And when I sat down and talked to them, I was surprised to find out how well they knew Spider-Man and that their favorite video game was Mortal Kombat. Those are my two favorite things, too. So I'm not going to name their actual names. That's their. I'm going to name their superhero alter ego. This is the Spectacular Spider-Kids. And what's your name, bud? Luke Lawson. Luke Lawson, what's your name?
5: Avery Bridgman.
0: Yeah? Did you want, did you young ladies want to be on as well? No. No?
3: Come on. You guys can sit over
0: here. With us. awesome. So, what are you guys doing at Comic-Con?
5: Uh, pretty um, much just searching around. We're coming back tomorrow doing a lot of um, We're back
3: tomorrow
7: for the more for more stuff. We got a couple posters and autographs and stuff here. Yeah?
0: Yeah. And what kind of autographs are you looking to get?
7: Um, from like three shows and comic books that we really like. From well, just from the well, comic book series that I'm really into.
0: What what comic book series are you really into?
7: I'm into a lot of Deadpool. Spider-Man stuff. Batman Spider-Man, yes, yeah, Spider-Man, and Batman, and Deadpool is awesome. Really the main three look look what I'm
0: see. wearing. Spider-Man's my favorite. Wait. Do you have a favorite Spider-Man villain that he fights? Who's, his, who's your favorite bad guy?
7: I like
5: Carnage. Carnage. Yeah, yeah. Carnage.
7: Carver-
0: really. Guy. Yes. Yeah. That guy's crazy.
5: Yeah, that's why. Yeah,
0: yeah? you guys like him because he's crazy.
5: Um,
7: no, I just think he's awesome. I mean, yeah? yeah, like, sort of, like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just think he's awesome. Yeah. I like, I like, how, he, I like his face. I like how he just always has that evil look to him. He oh, is. He's pretty evil. I like how. But
0: he murders people. I like yeah. how
7: he's Venom's like offspring. Yeah,
0: well, you know a lot about Carnage. Do you know his actual? What's his real name? Cassidy. Wow, do you know what's happened to him recently? Um, do you know what happened to him with the Sentry? No. He flew him up into space and he ripped him in half.
7: Cool.
0: Cool. That's yeah. your favorite guy, and he's he's now he's in space, floating around.
5: He always finds yeah. a way out of Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, the symbiote will always find a way, won't it?
5: Yes. Yes. Like whatever TV shows you watch, like Tom and Jerry, it's yeah. <laughs> not done till the next episode.
0: <laughs> That's right. So, are you a big Tom and Jerry fan? No, you just know that if anything happens to Tom or Jerry, they're back the yes. next episode. Yeah. You know, that's a great thing about comic books, too, is do the characters ever really stay away?
7: Uh, no, like, they could die in one series and come back in a whole.
0: Exactly, or it could be, be somebody home. else, you know?
5: Like, um, like the Shocker and, like, whatever, the Deadpool Titanic one where, <laughs> she, where she's that person. If you're gonna give something away, don't Yeah, I'm not.
0: (laughs) You guys are fine. My favorite character is the Green Goblin. He's awesome. He died a long time ago and then he came back like four hundred issues later. And he's really evil. Isn't
3: that
7: isn't like his son doing? His son his son did
0: become the Green Goblin. Wow, you guys are really knowledgeable Spider Man. How old are you?
7: Ten. And how old are you? Ten.
0: Wow, how do you guys know so much about Spider Man? You just love Spidey? We uh,
7: I
5: mean, love well, comics, well, awesome movies, well, and watch lots of movies.
7: games.
5: yeah, we pretty much play video games, watch TV. When we were younger, we pretty much, you know, the when old you, ones. When you're that younger? Used to,
0: so, how young were you when you were doing uh, this?
5: I like was four years old when we were, like, having our parents read us the old, like, little the ones that came in the mail.
0: Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, what's your favorite movie then?
7: My favorite, my favorite movie, like, uh, wait, I was the one Spider Man talking about. Topic here. Yeah,
0: whatever you want. If you want to be on Spider-Man topic, you can be on Spider-Man. My
7: favorite, my favorite movie, like right now, out of everything. Yeah, sure. Um, it would probably be the. Uh, it actually probably be the second Spider-Man movie.
0: The second Spider-Man movie? That's. The <laughs> that's that that's awesome. I think the second Spider-Man movie has one of the greatest action scenes of all time in it. Yeah. No when he's fighting uh, Doc Ock on the subway, yeah. I love that part.
7: And he's trying to save the. Truth. Oh Probably yeah! At the same time. Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. See, and then, well, I don't want to give anything away. So. Oh, it's all right.
0: I, you know what? Everybody's seen it. You can say whatever you want on this podcast.
7: Um. Okay. Like, I mean, I like. I mean, I like that scene because it has like a bunch of different things going on at once. He's trying to stop the train. Mm-hmm. He's getting really beat up. He's trying to <laughs> yeah. stop the tentacles. He's trying to get the sense back into Octavius.
0: Yeah, he has definitely has a lot going on, doesn't he?
7: It's kind of cool because they finally like realize who okay. he is, and they and. They, um, and he's a little worried for the rest of the movie because there's a bunch of people knowing who they, yeah. are and knowing who he is. It's,
0: uh, it's really cool because, you know, Spider-Man risked his oh. life to save everybody's life on that train. And that's why Spider-Man is such a great hero, because he's really selfless. I mean, he'll risk his life for everybody else. And that's why he's my favorite, because I love Spider-Man. And what other comic books do you... You said Deadpool? Uh, yeah. You, was, like, you like Deadpool? Yeah. He's kind of funny, isn't he? Yeah. He always, well, he's always talking so much
7: and then he takes off the mask and you think of him kind of having a low well, voice. Yeah. And then he puts it back on and he seems like kind of the opposite of serious.
0: Yeah, it's really goofy. There's a really funny comic with him and Spider-Man where uh, they're both like arguing back and forth and they say, hey, does, do you ever be quiet? And then De- uh, Deadpool says, do you ever shut up? And it's really funny because <laughs> they both kind of like to talk while they're fighting. So it's a good one. I forget what issue it is. It's pretty recent.
5: Um, sh- yeah pretty much up here for pretty much we're looking at a lot of costumes, we're going around we didn't expect to see like a lot of game people dressing in like gamer stuff like how people yeah. were dressed were dressing as NCO and all
0: that I know it's pretty sweet huh? Yeah. so you guys also said you play video
5: games? Yes. Yeah. what's your favorite video game? Um, well together <laughs> we ever played well, a video you know, game? We're just uh, staying up. We're, it's like three in the booty, and we have nothing else to play. We're playing Mortal Kombat.
0: Mortal Kombat. Are you guys serious? That's my favorite video game of all time. Yes.
5: Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I love. I'm not it. even
0: joking. Yeah. Who's up. your favorite character in Mortal Kombat?
5: Sub Zero. Scorpion.
0: Sub Zero and Scorpion. That's like enemies, bitter enemies.
5: Yeah, we know.
0: So, what's your? My favorite is Kung Lao. Well,
5: well it's never. He just yeah, with the hat. he he yeah. watches the game all the time and looks at the. Mirror. Oh, you have
0: to. You want to do fatalities, right?
5: No, no, yeah. at, I love that. While <laughs> he's yeah. No, while he has like this much <laughs> and life left, while he has like no life left, <laughs> and I have a full bone, he looks at all, all his moves and then comes back to beat me. He really sucks against
7: me. <laughs> Does he? And he's actually pretty good in general. And well, it's not my fault. I don't get those the moves. Yeah, I love I love Kung Lao and Raiden.
3: Those
0: are yeah. Those are my two best guys I have.
7: Yeah, Kung Lao is look, Kung Lao and Raiden are really cool.
0: Yeah, Kung Lao is really fast. Raiden's a little more tactical.
5: Yeah, but I mean he's you should have really like, Yeah, we 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 were playing DS versus each other on and coming up here. You should have seen. He's like I hate you. And he's just getting uh, killed yeah. by her. <laughs> like, she's so <laughs> fat. And she like, the only yeah. person that I cannot yeah. beat is Jade.
7: Really? Yes,
5: yes, I'll let you guys
0: it's in it's on in a Del. secret. Jade, if I tell you a secret, will you not tell anybody?
7: Well, I think we well, about maybe. to tell this. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, it's going on the podcast. But you know who I'm really good with and I don't tell people? Oh. Sonia Blade.
7: Oh. One time when I was she playing, awesome.
0: I beat the whole game without losing a round or continuing.
5: Zelda, Zelda awesome. She is, she's really good. She is really good. See, I just cannot like the one that I have a very, very I'm old one that I got from different. going to like like the, there used sure. to be an old arcade back in the one one Springs play called Nickel, Nickel Plate and I played there like I was a 50 50 usual 50 there, there. Um, and the, the day they were really closing the guy because I had been saving up for it gave me the little combat Oh, it's It really doesn't have any moves list or anything, so you ethically
0: fail. Yeah, you can for sure. Well, thanks for talking to me, guys. Is there anything else you want to talk about while we're here?
5: Well, pretty much, we're in and we're
0: out. You're in and you're out. I love it. Thanks, buddy. It's nice meeting you guys. You
5: too. Thanks. See ya. Bye.
0: Have a nice day. Welcome back. Those kids are awesome. Oh, man, they are so adorable. So thanks we're for stopping by, guys. <laughs> Dude, they literally had a sign-off. I mean, come on. Yeah. How awesome is that? And, and then for they... the, fact the radio is dying, we could say they're going to be radio DJs one day. And I also want to thank their mother because not only did she let them play mature-rated games because they know the difference between right and wrong and reality and not reality, is they didn't want to spoil movies because they knew that yeah. spoiling movies is bad. And yeah. so that's a that's a cool thing that they... Which means that they will never grow up and take pictures in a movie theater. Exactly. Wow, you just stole his joke. He's going <laughs> to say the same thing. And with that, we'll talk about that when we review the movie we Segway. saw this week. And the movie we saw this week was The Amazing Spider-Man. I saw it three times, and I think everybody should go see this movie because it was awesome. James, should people go see The Amazing Spider-Man?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, it, Yeah, if you love Spider-Man, if you like superhero movies, you get, you just got to go see this. It's great.
0: Joe, should people go see The Amazing Spider-Man?
4: I think it was really fun. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think people should go see it.
0: Brad?
1: Uh, I just thought it was good.
0: There's always one guy. Always <laughs> one guy. I just thought it was Sorry. good. Sorry. No, Sorry. whatever, yes. whatever. Yeah. Uh, Megan, RJ, should people go see The Amazing Spider-Man? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of i
3: I'm with Brad. I just
2: thought it was good. Yeah, it was good. I'd go see it. <laughs> the <men laughs> I, w- I would words. go see it. I already did.
0: Yeah, yeah no. I'm not alone. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, here's the trailer for The Amazing Spider-Man.
4: this life is not an easy one I've made enemies powerful enemies I've put those I love in danger but the one thing that has haunted me my entire life is finding the truth
5: about my parents A man, Peter Parker. Don't believe what the police are saying, do you? My
1: dad has 500 officers looking for you.
5: 500? <laughs> that seems a bit excessive.
6: Whoa! You know, if you're gonna steal cars, don't dress like a car thief. You found my weakness. It's small knives.
5: Who are you?
3: Tell
6: us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Parker. What did your father do, Peter? Well, I never really knew my father. My parents left when I was very young. Peter, someday you'll understand
5: it. Did you tell the boy about his father?
6: Dr. Cutters. I'm Richard Parker's son.
3: If you want the truth about your parents, Peter, come and get it. Ready to play God?
6: There's been a biological attack on New York City.
5: Peter, secrets have a cost.
3: I gotta stop
5: him.
4: Do you think what happened to you, Peter, was an accident?
3: Do you have any idea?
4: What an amazing trailer for Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man! Thank you, Joe. My biggest concern going
0: into this movie uh, was how much they were going to tweak his origin and how long they were going to spend on it. Evidently, the whole movie. But I was—I mean, the (laughs) the one thing that always worried me was: Do they really need to tell the story again? Yeah, Um, because it's so well known. Everybody knows that Spider-Man gains these powers and he—he doesn't use them for good. He uses them for his own personal gain, which they never exploited in this movie at all. No, Um, they really told a different story. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't mind that thing in comic book stuff as much, as long as a, as long as a character stays true to what yeah. it is. Uh, I was really concerned before the movie came out that, of course, spoilers, guys, weren't spoilers, Uncle Ben, if he was going to be murdered. Yeah. Um, because that's such an I- iconic part of who Spider-Man is. Yeah. And, you know, especially because I got someone like Martin Sheen to play Uncle Ben, where he's a bigger actor playing Uncle Ben. I'm always concerned that, They they they're gonna tweak it enough where maybe he doesn't die, but Spider Man. Yeah, I don't know. Without without that, Peter Parker doesn't have the motivation. Um, He doesn't,
2: and in fact, part of why I really like that they retell it is that in this one, um, well, in Sam Raimi's uh, Spider Man movie, he dies because Peter is off earning money as you know he's gotten these powers and he's he's doing the wrestling, which is sort of the origin of of Spider Man, and that that's part of. Like, like he lies because that's where he's going, what he's mm-hmm. going to do, and that that in turn leads to Uncle Ben dying. In this one, it's simply Peter Parker's choices that end up leading to Ben to Ben dying. So it's it's, you know, it's this is really more of a movie about Peter Parker and Peter Parker's motivations to be a better person, and then he also has superpowers. Unlike un, instead of it being well, Spider-Man's motivations are because yeah. his uncle died.
0: I, I agree. The the. Th- and, and what's cool about this movie is he learned his great power and great responsibility a different way. Yeah, uh, You know, in the other ones, it's because he let a burglar go and that what led to Uncle Ben being shot. In this one, Uncle Ben's shot because he's trying to stop the burglar, not yeah. because he was in the wrong place. Well, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time, but more so that it was actually Uncle Ben who lo-
4: it was, got he him. He was trying to do the right thing. Doing the yeah, right thing, Uncle
0: which he, he's, he said to him. And it, you're right, you know, there's a part of you that's scared. And when, But when he came upstairs with the box of trophies then you knew right away you're like oh this oh, is yeah, no, no.
2: I, I was i was terrified that they were casting like a big actress uh, or a big actor and the truth is for sally field too that they were casting these big actors in these small roles that i was never gonna not see the big actor mm-hmm. and the truth is yeah as soon as martin martin sheen walks in and he's got that box and he's just he's funny and likable i'm it all went away um there are still a couple moments where he sounds like the elusive man to me but um, <laughs> yeah that's just because uh, i can't help it
0: yeah the, the There is a couple complaints I do have about it, um, and they're not really that big because I think overall the movie was really great. Yeah. Um, I, I thought the opening with his the little Peter Parker was a little weak. Um, I really didn't mm. think you uh, – not, not when he went to Aunt May and Uncle Ben's, yeah. but the opening where he's playing uh, hide-and-seek <laughs> and stuff, I think it was just corny. Yeah, it, it, yeah it's it, weird. I it don't seems know. really disjointed there. Like, it doesn't really need to be there. I mean you could just have um I mean I don't know. It would be more interesting if he just start if it just opened
2: on him standing in that room and everything's broken or walking into that room yeah. and everything's broken and, I and think you go I, It oh, felt what? to
4: me like it was a kid's whirlwind yeah. remembrance of it though. You yeah. know how it felt like Yeah, I guess it was, it could it was be, yeah. he was being whisked out of this yeah. whole thing and it felt very fast and, and torn apart like that. So that's the way that I felt with that beginning instead of Letting it feel so the thing, distant.
2: The thing I love about that scene is actually the score. Um, oh yeah, the, s- is,
0: the, the score in this
2: movie is amazing.
0: Yeah, James,
4: are you kidding why, why me? Brett, is, Brett is shaking his, his head. head. Mm-hmm. Music and movies. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? You're gonna
2: you're I, gonna diss I, on James I, I, Horner?
1: I'm not dissing on James Horner. I just think his score for this movie is one of the weakest, most uninteresting. No. Um, superhero. Sc- it didn't seem like a superhero score at all.
2: No, it doesn't. Which
1: makes
0: sense for a lot of other things, but I'm like. Like, but you can't th- here this isn't gonna be my argument for it. You can't have it like it wasn't Spider Man because uh Batman Begins sounds exactly like Spider Man's score. Yeah. That dun 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 Um And th- that my that's actually my biggest problem with the Batman movies, is their score is exactly like Spider Man's that came a year before it. Yeah. Or three years actually. Um, so But
1: Danny Elfman – made the original Batman score. And the, no, dun, no, you know, no, I'm no, not scores, talking about no, the no, original no, yeah.
0: Batman score. The original no, Batman score is, you know, but I'm talking about Batman Begins and The Dark Knight has a same thing as Spider-Man. And I
2: think it's a conscious choice because James Horner scores are usually a bit more in your face and a bit more like you you know you're listening to a James Horner score and this one is is understated and subdued. I think so
0: too, but there's parts where they do hero shots of Spider-Man where I think the score is amazing. I don't mean to say that as a like Pun intended. I just and I hate to waste so much time
2: on this, but I think that the um, I think that the Gwen Stacy theme is beautiful and romantic and and melancholy at the same time. There is, mm-hmm. I, well, I may, maybe I'm bringing this to the table, but I, I think that the her theme is is a little bit sad. Um, well, is, all the dramatic I,
1: stuff sounds good because like yeah. it's a new nature of it sounds, like, but like all the cool comic booky, like exciting parts all seem dull to me, oh. like score wise. So like
0: I want that iconic you know did for Spider-Man <laughs> I, I don't I I think actually <laughs> yeah. this Spider-Man theme is way better than the other uh the original one I, I But you agree. know anyway. it's okay everybody interprets it a different way um but there's parts of this I think uh well one I have a lot of big fanboy moments in this movie Yeah um the first time you see Gwen Stacy sitting on the table I seriously uh I, I couldn't believe it I just saw the Gwen Stacy I saw when I was reading comic books just on screen. Yeah. Just the innocence of her, how cute she is.
4: Big eyes.
0: Yeah, there's just something about her. And there's looks that Emma Stone gives in that movie that just melts your heart. Um, the one where she talks to Peter Parker after... Uh, Uncle Ben? Uh, no, not Uncle, Uncle oh, okay. Ben, after her father. And oh, yeah. she has an umbrella and she looks back at him. Oh, man, oh, my heart.
2: So good. The, the the scene that they have together when uncle ben comes because he gets in trouble with you know picking on flash thompson um the scene that they have together in the hallway unbelievable it is. like they're a little bit i i would almost believe that a lot of that dialogue is is just improvised cuz their chemistry there is so good um
0: obviously cuz they're actually dating in real life so yeah um, and you know one thing uh too there's fanboy moments that i just i just so much appreciate um flash thompson is a character in Spider-Man comics that, you know, was the bully and all this thing. But he had yeah. this respect for Peter Parker because Peter Parker was so much smarter than him. And he also, you know, tutored him in the comic books. And w- such a powerful scene. And I don't care how many times I see Uncle Ben die. It still always gets me. Yeah. Um, but when he's, uh, you know, after Uncle Ben dies and he calls out uh, Parker and Peter grabs him and he's like, it feels better, doesn't it? Just so he can let go some of that anger. And there's just moments of with that character that are great. I think that w- what sets this movie apart from the original
2: three um, and from a lot of superhero movies is the fact that we go a long time without ever seeing. In fact, very similar to Batman Begins, we go a long time without ever seeing actual uh, Spider Man. Um, it spends a lot of time just setting up Peter Parker and making you actually like peter parker not just pity peter parker or see peter parker as this sort of cliche like i think i I do in the first three um this is a guy a guy that i i think is really cool and fun to be around and i like following him and i like rooting for him um and because they put him at the center of the movie when by by the end when stuff is actually happening and things are going wrong uh i care more than i think i do
0: in the other movies um yeah it's i mean i i love the original trilogy i'll never say anything bad about it but i will uh, I know, the but this one the Peter Parker in it was uh, was the Peter Parker you love. Yeah, I mean th- the greatest line in the whole movie is <laughs> when the car thief gets out and Spider Man's jumping towards. Him. He's like crotch because he got him between his legs. And, um, <laughs> it and is you. You miss the wisecracking Spider Man because that, that's such a part of his character. And you know, and, it, and it's not even
2: just the why like the things that he says there are there are certain actions shoot, I had one that I was trying to remember, and now I can't uh, but there are certain things that he'll do that are just funny little ways to use his powers uh, one of them is like in that car that that scene in the car where he keeps whipping the door closed on the guy mm-hmm. where it's not even necessarily what it's he's saying it's just the sort of atmosphere, the way he treats his superpowers that is so much fun
0: and you know you don't think you'd miss mechanical web shooters as much as. I did, yeah, because it's it, just so cool. It is, and
4: it made the whole thing really neat. Every time you'd see, even the, they, they made that lighting effect on his wrists, yeah, and, and you'd hear the sound of it happening. And I was like, even, even when it was used against, you know, when they when it crushed him. I'm so yeah. sorry, yeah. When when the lizard crushed his the web shooters, and and you're thinking, well, how the heck's he gonna finish this off now? You know, it was yeah, really really cool. Yeah, it, so it uh, gives
0: him a lot more weakness for mm-hmm, sure. Yeah, So the, the, what they really focused on here was the characters, even um, Doctor Kirk Connors. In Spider-Man comics, he's never really a bad guy. Yeah, he's he just wants his arm. And I, <laughs> one of my <laughs> one of my yeah. favorite understated scenes is the one where he's standing in the reflection of himself, uh, and he holds up oh his yeah. one hand and he wants it. And you know um, and what they don't really explain in this, and I, I've read some reviews where people have an issue with when he's in the sewer and you hear him talking, two people talking. Yeah, what people don't know about the lizard is when the lizard is separate from Kurt Connors it's really right. weird like he the lizard tells Connors what to do because the lizard is a separate entity and they never made that clear in the movie being a spider-man fan I knew that's what it was like the lizard tells him to do bad things it, it's really it's like schizophrenia basically
1: it was really reminiscent of the Green goblin in the first movie
0: it is but unless you really so. listen to what I mean, I've seen the movie three times, and <laughs> I thought that originally. But what the Lizard is saying and what Connors is coming back with is totally different. Are two different things, yeah. Because the Lizard says, no, I'm, you know, because Connors is trying to cure people. And the Lizard says, you don't need to cure people. You need to make them like me. And it's it's a really interesting well, take on it. Willem Dafoe was like, I don't want to hurt Spider-Man. But the Green Goblin was like, you got
1: to get rid of Spider-Man. So it's yeah. kind of the same I thing. I think it's very similar. And I I, I have so a feeling. I of thought it was an interesting choice to do that because, like. Like, you're trying to avoid being similar to the original, like, as much as possible. And, like, for them to go there with the villain, it's like, wow.
2: Uh, well, I and I think that when they when they eventually get around to doing Green Goblin, which they are obviously going to do, it'll be the same way. And that'll actually be something that ties it all together is the fact that, yeah, I I, I thought that that's exactly... I was with you. I thought well, that's exactly where they were going. Yeah,
0: because in Ultimate Spider-Man, when Spider-Man becomes Spider-Man and the Green Goblin becomes the Green Goblin... It's all that formula that transforms Connors too. It's yeah. it's called the Oz. So I mean, obviously he's going to use it, and he's going to turn it into the Green Goblin. Yeah, because one, the the formula is green as well. Yeah. Um. So I mean, they're definitely setting it up. Is it in the next movie? Uh, I I don't know.
4: Can I ask you a question though? Sure. What in in what were they experimenting with the spiders for?
0: Uh, the, the cross spiders... genetics, uh, cross species. Yeah, they Just... were
2: they were genetically manipulating spiders in order to weave the actual thread itself. Um, so, like that whole room is just about making the stuff that they're 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 putting into canisters and using as cable and stuff. But the idea being, and they never say this, but I assume, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. Mm-hmm. The idea just being that because they're spiders, it's same as the first as, as Spider-Man one, because they're spiders that have been genetically altered. If they bite
0: you, you become genetically a spider too. You know, um, and well, it doesn't. It doesn't. And that matter. was the first. It, Connors has a speech where that was the first uh, thing that. Richard Parker successfully crossed yeah. blended species with or spiders. And that's why, that's what they were after that, um, yeah, like math, the, that equation, because the they that he figured it, it out. Yeah, the
2: fact that he got it right proves that he figured out that equation, which is why they're coming after him, which is why he's hiding it, so okay um that's what well, i got I was, from it. I was
4: thinking that maybe this was all stuff that was going to be explained a little bit better in the next movie or something they, oh, they, they may I'm go
2: back sure. to it but i think I it's all it, it's again it's stuff that, like if they talk about it then it's a long scene of exposition in a movie that is rehashing stuff that we saw 11 years ago mm. so it's like they they have to kind of get through that stuff as quickly as they can like oh he gets bitten by a spider let's move on um but you're right and, the thing is what's interesting to me is how well all of that stuff is actually sort of planned out like how they clearly thought about a lot of that stuff uh which then makes it frustrating to me when there seems like you know Peter Parker has a camera that has a label property, property of Peter Parker, of Peter Parker, on, Parker it. on it I'm like are you serious <laughs> like you couldn't find a better way to do that I was talking in the theater that the way to do it is just simply that that camera is pretty iconic you just have a scene earlier where, like, maybe he's taking a picture in the lab and Kirk Connors yells at him not to take pictures, and then he remembers the camera later. Like, that's all you had to do, not this stupid. Yeah. Label. That Like, that really is every time I have yeah, the a in I can't help but roll yeah. my or eyes. Or you could
1: just flip through the, the pictures. Oh, wait, it's a film camera. I yeah, it's a film camera.
3: Um, yeah, so he'd have
2: to, de- he'd have to develop <laughs> Yeah, it. You, and
0: you didn't need to do it because Kirk Connors is such a smart guy. You know, he could probably yeah, have figured it exactly. out. Exactly, you know. Um,
2: um, You just had to have a one quick shot where Kirk Connors sees the camera and later sees the camera, you know.
0: But I, I am really happy. It. One of the things I was worried about, too, is that Gwen Stacy knew who Spider-Man was. Yeah. Um. Because, and I'm surprised that, uh, big spoilers, that they actually did do the death of Captain Stacy in this one. Yeah. Because that's one of the
1: big... Does, uh, in the comics, does Captain Stacy die before or after Gwen Stacy? Oh, before? way before. Way in before? The, okay.
2: In the same context where he makes her promise, makes makes Peter Par- uh, I promise, was yeah, like, in
1: the comics like she died and then he was like on a vendetta. Oh like, no no no! Right it's on. actually
0: it's opposite because she doesn't know that Peter Parker is Spider Man in the comics, so she blames Spider Man and hates Spider Man. What's nothing to do with Spider Man? So then Peter feels guilty about being Spider Man and being with Gwen, and he even says, "I can't be with Gwen because if, if she finds out that I'm Spider Man." That and I'm responsible for her dad being dead, then, uh, I yeah. don't know. You it's know. actually
2: one of, one of the things I like about the movie is the fact that they are allowed to just tell Gwen. Yeah. Because I, it, it's something that I think just haunts the first film where, like, oh, we can't get, ca-, well, and the second one. This whole, like, oh, we can't tell MJ. It's this really big deal. Is well, it really, like, he's, he's a 17-year-old kid. Like, he's not going to tell his girlfriend? No, sure he is.
0: Yeah, and that, how they told him was really cute. Uh, yeah. You know, I just the, the, those parts. Some parts I was really worried about. Actually, my geek mind was laid at peace because yeah. um, you see things, and you're you're re- I, when I saw the first teaser trailer, I was really worried about this movie. Yeah, um, but it actually turned out really well. And yeah. Andrew Garfield is amazing as Peter Parker.
2: And they're clearly following the ultimate storyline more, where like. Uh, I'm pretty sure that it's obvious that uh, Aunt May knows he's Spider-Man too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it seems are they, like there that. are going to be more people, and the fact that the lizard finds out that he's Spider-Man, like, um, it's it's going to become something where yeah. you know, throughout
0: the series, people are going to know who Spider-Man because is. Because basically, yeah, in Ultimate Spider-Man, I mean, all the, his villains are created at Oscorp because yeah. um, when he gets bit, there's an explosion that creates Doctor Octopus, and then Norman Osborn wants to use what Spider-Man uses to make himself a powerful person. And I mean, obviously, that's what they're going for, except in this one, Norman Osborne's dying. He's dying, yeah. So he's, they're trying to, I guess they're creating a form, he's being selfish and creating a form, well, not surprisingly, Norman Osborne yeah. is crazy. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, there's a few things I was worried about in the movie, there's some amazing set pieces and...
4: Really great rescue scene on the bridge, too. I mean, oh, yeah. that was just yeah. with the little boy and the mask and, and everything. That so, like yeah. was just so freaking cool. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's how
0: he taught, that's how he learned his great responsibility. Is It's not that I have these powers and I can do whatever I want, you know, to for my, you know, because the, the robber gets away in this one who shoots Uncle Ben. So at the beginning, it's a personal vendetta. Yeah. And but then he realizes that he has all these powers and can do so much good with them. And putting the mask on the little kid, I mean, anybody can be Spider Man. Oh, that scene's so good. Yeah, that was great. But I
2: will, I will say, like, as cool as uh, we saw it in 3D today mm-hmm. when we saw it on IMAX 3D, um, which doesn't really add any much except for the fact that uh, in the crane sequence uh, when it's just Spider-Man swinging, it, oh, man, yeah. it looks like you're looking at Spider-Man sw- swinging through the city. How was the
4: scene right where like he's going at the very end where it's like his, he's almost he's shooting like through shooting the. Yeah. Through that the was crane. pretty cool. Was
0: it was that was pretty cool.
3: But and, and
0: there's uh, and there's scenes too. Uh, w- my my favorite actual battle scene is when they're inside the school yeah and spider-man oh, so cool. is like swinging around him and just shooting his webs at him really fast that's what i do to people when i want him to shut up <laughs> I, I call it impact web and i mean just seeing him shoot the webs like that and um, the one thing that i noticed in this movie that i missed in the rain and i love the original trilogy don't get me wrong but is the movements of spider-man yeah and this seemed way more real to me mm. um even just the little things you know when he gets shot in the leg and he puts the webbing on it and he starts running, yeah. you can see that he's in pain and uh, it's
2: it's cool. I, I they, loved the movie. They still did the thing, which it was something that Sam Raimi, you know, made a point to do when he made his picture, which is that uh, with all of the CG shots, as often as they as possible, they had Sam or they had Spider Man fall into positions that were iconic Spider Man positions, mm-hmm. and he does the same thing here. Like you were constantly looking at stuff that. It looks like it's comic book art um in, yeah. in fact I, I actually think that you know they redesigned the suit um which you hardly ever notice mm-hmm. but they made it slightly more glossy which means that in all the night shots it looks more stylized mm-hmm. which i just
4: think that it looks pretty it looks like a cool comic alley book art. and there's the pigeons and he, you catch the moonlight mm-hmm. right behind yeah. him and it's just like i was like that's a comic shot right exactly. there that looks so exactly
0: cool. And that's um, you know that's what they did. They I think they hit some uh, similar beats of the first uh, the original movie. It ends almost the same.
3: It almost like, they the scared
0: same. the crap out of me that last sequence. I'm going oh sh! You but can't end in the same place. Yeah, and, you is- know now that we got there. You know when she um, tells him that you know my dad promised that you wouldn't see me,
2: which just uh, makes her so much smarter oh, than yeah. MJ. Oh, yeah. MJ is so stupid. She can never figure oh, this shit out. Oh, but oh but, well, it, we
0: haven't talked about how great Dennis Leary is in this movie. But it, when he's telling Peter that. Uh, you know, you're going to make enemies and you got to promise me that yeah. you'll stay away from Gwen. And the comic's a little different. He says, promise me they'll keep Gwen safe. Yeah. Basic same thing. Um, yeah. But uh, and then, you know, the very last scene is when um, the teacher says to Peter Parker, um, don't make promises you can't keep. And he says sometimes those are the best promises. And Gwen smiles like my fanboy heart breaks because. She's she's not gonna make it. Yeah, they're setting her up to die so bad.
4: But that's I mean it's it's and it, going to be well, an amazing because si- you know oh yeah and when that it just happens. goes back
0: to you know Emma Stone saying that that has to happen because her character is defined by that and I think Spider Man is defined by his tragedies. Oh yeah, and how well he handles them and how much better of a person and a hero he becomes because of him
2: and i think it's great that they didn't do that in the first movie because oh, me too i like, don't the want to fact see that they're die. i would love for it to not happen I'm not, the gonna, third one. I'm not
0: i'm gonna tell you i'll probably cry when emma stone dies in that movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah and okay. i even get chills when he says i'm gonna throw you out the window right now and he throws her out and he catches her with a web
4: yeah oh. that was so cool that was cool <laughs> that was <so> <laughs> um so.
2: I, I will say like if i compare this to the original movies which it's unfair like it, it's just a crummy way to look at this movie to constantly look at that those original movies.
4: Because they're all, with some exception. Didn't you do that when Batman Begins came out? Didn't you say, man, well, think about how Keaton did it on this and stuff like that? A
2: little bit. Yeah. I mean, those were, I felt very, it's totally much more different.
4: Well, and much, much, much further apart, different. too. Yeah, I mean, exactly. these are still pretty close.
2: And exactly. Batman Begins is way better um, than anything
0: that Tim Burton did.
2: Yeah. And I would say that as well. Like, I, you know, I think that. <laughs> sorry, Brad, what? <laughs> they, they uh,
1: each, uh, Batman, uh trilogy or not trilogy, but each stylistically they match the comic book eras that they're in. Yeah, exactly. So I like wouldn't, I wouldn't call it bad. It's, it's, it's I what would. it was in 1989.
2: Yeah, I, you know, exactly. But the fact that like tonally, these two movies are so similar, it, it, it becomes unfair to really compare them that much because they, they both have great things about them and they both have, you know, slightly less than great things about them, you know? Um, but one of the things that I think is not as good about this new one yet is the fact that the action sequencers are not quite... Thank you. But here's <laughs> the thing. I don't think that... I keep comparing it to Spider-Man 2. When I look back at Spider-Man 1, the action sequences in that movie are not that much better than this one. I don't think. In fact, I can't, like... Um, I might even say that some of them in this one are, are better. Like, they're just not... They never are quite as striking, because I think they're they're smaller set pieces, you know, like well, he's Brad, you're so excited so he didn't now. like
0: about the movie. Why don't you tell us what you didn't <laughs> like about it? He's like, "Thank you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone so said much. something bad about it.
2: No, no no, I said, <laughs> remember that thing about the camera when I was getting nitpicky? Um, yeah, I just don't think that the action sequences are as like balls to the wall action as like I you mean know you have to compare it to Avengers. you can't not,
0: but i'm gonna change. I don't think that's what what, what was important for this movie. I don't think it is
2: either but if you're coming to it as just, I want to see cool Spider-Man spectacle, this is not a spectacle Spider-Man movie. This is a heartwarming Spider-Man movie.
1: Yeah. This is this is a Spider-Man drama. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. makes sense because it's a guy who's more attuned to directing dramas. Yeah. Um,
2: and the, But the truth is, I think that's what I wanted. I don't think I needed,
4: you know...
0: Well, yeah, I mean that, uh, Joe. Yeah, go ahead.
4: I, I said I I think that's why I got so into Ultimate Spider-Man was it was the drama of Peter Parker. Well, exactly. there's more, a, more th-
0: my my favorite single issue of Ultimate Spider-Man is number thirteen where he reveals who he is to Mary Jane, and it's literally twenty two pages of them just talking. There's no action, and it's great. Yeah, because
2: um, that is far more interesting. Or when to me Spider-Man than, dies in it, um, that is far more interesting to me than just another. You know, especially because one of, part of the thing about Marvel is that where DC has better villains, Marvel has slightly weaker villains a lot of the time. Um and I we were talking about this in the car, a lot of Spider-Man villains, you can interchange them, you know? It's another doctor who wants to do something good but goes slightly crazy and ends up doing something bad and Spider-Man has to fight him. So, you could take the Lizard and switch him out with Doctor Octopus in Spider-Man 2 and it's just another, you know, action romp where I I needed a movie where it was really just about Peter Parker. Um and that's what they gave us.
1: I I had a hard time like The first night we saw this, we had a terrible, terrible audience. Oh, gosh, it was the worst. So parts of the movie I just wasn't into. And so this being a movie that's already difficult to, like, review because you've got the other three sitting, like, very close to it. (laughs) Exactly. Like, uh, professionally, I don't want to compare it to those because it it needs to be its own thing, like, just review this movie itself. Um, But I can't help still looking back. Like, when I watched the Raimi movies, when I watched those movies, I on uh, like a a subtext level, I feel like I see a guy who's making a movie about something he's really passionate about Mm -hmm. with this one. I feel like, um, their only goal is to hit the beats that they need to hit. Like they're doing all the good stuff that they need to do. It's not going above and beyond or doing anything different. It's simply saying like the fans want this, so it needs to be there. And like, they check it off the list. And with the Raimi ones, I feel like here's a, a very passionate fan making a movie. Uh, With the way the action parts are so much more dynamic Uh, and where he places the camera. And this one, the character development is much better. Garfield and Emma Stone and, like, all the characters are very charismatic in the movie because they have a lot of time to just sit there and talk and get the audience on their side. Yeah. So, like...
0: Yeah, I mean, the the only... I mean, the, the problem is... Is it, and I, I mean I'm not disagreeing with you, but the thing with Raimi is he's already such a visual director, yeah. and he has so much passion for that aspect of his filmmaking. Even if you go back to the Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, he always did those innovative things, and yeah. he always had that passion for it. And I, I agree. I think if I think that's what makes the like those Spider-Man movies cool, though. It's like and just
1: across all yeah. superhero movies, it's like, but it yeah. made that different from like Batman and you know even I guess the Avengers, like just the way he treated it. And then this one, if I, that's what sucks about reviewing this is if I hadn't seen those, I probably wouldn't even notice that with yeah. this mm-hmm. movie. Like it would just no. be like, okay, well there's some okay action. But after, I guess after seeing the Avengers, like the action in that is fantastic. So yeah.
2: And it, it, I, I had the same kind of experience with, uh well, with the crane sequence or the stuff that builds up the crane sequence. The fact that there is sort of this, you know, very um, sort of patriotic moment of like, here are these guys and they're going to help Spider-Man. And it, it feels very much like, uh, it's hearkening back to that scene on the bridge in Spider-Man One, where the the guys are throwing the rocks at Green Goblin, and going, you know, he he's one of us, he's a New Yorker, you leave him alone. And it it's still a scene that when I watch Spider-Man One, I so touching and makes you kind of want to cry. And it when I watched it in this scene in this movie where they were doing something kind of like that, here's some regular guys helping out Spider-Man, it it didn't ring quite as true as that first time did. Also, uh, and I don't know, know where
1: he was. What? Like, how do they even know where he was to line up the cranes? Because the so. news
2: the news people were telling him.
0: Mm-hmm. They
2: were saying, like, oh, he's over here, and he's trying to get there, but he can't get there fast enough. Well,
3: and they, so the crane guy figured guy. out really
0: quick. That yeah, that's one of my biggest... Uh, actually, I um, I I don't I like Spider-Man 3, but one of my least favorite parts <laughs> in Spider-Man 3 is when they had the news people telling you what was happening. Oh, yeah. Saying, mm-hmm. really, you need to tell me that Sandman and Spider-Man are fighting? Uh, I'm pretty sure yeah. I can see it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and also...
1: Uh, this is kind of a nitpicky thing, but like the credit sequences, like the opening is very short. And then the end is just like white on black text. Yeah. Like, especially after the Avengers again, like <laughs> this is <laughs> the a Typography big
2: is messed up, man. <laughs> this is a big,
1: well, not even just the typography, just like it, this is a big budget movie. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a,
0: well, maybe An important th- like commercial property, and all they do is like white on black. Like, well, but I mean, too. I mean, you care about how credits look at the end. I mean, yeah. does the most, average most, movie most go? I just feel leave. like
1: it should look like a million bucks. And, like well, the Avengers
0: <laughs> had like all the different characters, like weapons,
1: yeah. as their names. Came oh yeah, up, yeah. No, and I, I agree. No, no, no. And I, I, it's just I, like Mark Webb. Yeah. I,
2: I want that stuff too, but most movies just don't have it. And I actually kind of like the fact that it it just sort of starts. Um, because it's it's something else that says it, you know the original three have those long, big opening credit sequences that I don't I don't need to see that again, um, I don't need you to tell me the story through the credit sequence like like those ones did.
1: Well, I don't need the story. Part. I just feel like it should be a yeah. little more polished like. Yeah. Yeah, that's like yeah. that spent was, some money on it. It was not interesting. Like, it
0: was weird that it was just seriously black on white. You don't
2: yeah, see, like, you don't even yeah, see like, that very much anymore. Yeah,
1: like they finished the movie like five days beforehand. Like <laughs> they just had to get like that's what well, they, they had, had to spend, to spend credits on the credits felt like, didn't it? They,
2: that's what they had. They they had to spend all the money on the 3D conversion. So yeah, what were they? It was
0: not converted to 3D. It was shot in 3D. oh
2: no, was Well, there were still there were still by the Avatar guys. I forgot to say. I mean, there are guys in the credits who are who are credited for 3D conversion. So
1: I forgot to say in order to. Uh, help with my review. I saw it again last night in 3D, oh. so I could be like, okay, well, it wasn't just the audience ruining my experience. It was, yeah. it it just reaffirmed like, oh yeah, I felt as I just said like, okay, these things that bothered me the first time around, they were still existent without the obnoxious.
3: Oh, that
2: audience was so bad, jerks. Literally took a <laughs> took a picture in the like at one point in the theater. Yeah, we were talking so much. And I said this afterwards. They booed when we saw the trailer for Twilight before the movie. I'm just going to go out on a limb here. It's not much of a limb because I'm very confident in saying this. You have no right to boo at a movie like Twilight or ever judge a movie like Twilight if you are as disrespectful as as talking in a movie or taking a picture. Just just sh- shut up. Just seriously. Okay?
0: And me and Joe, when we went and saw it, there's a Mexican couple that were talking like we're talking right now in Spanish. Because one of them, were they like translating yeah. it? Ayos I, I mio, no se. No. Wow. And the dude was, like, laying in her, her lap. It was really weird. Like, he was the can bitch. You even, uh, f- can you even... <laughs> <fudge>. <laughs> I was doing so good. <laughs> 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 can you even see the movie
2: if you're laying in somebody else's lap?
0: No, and obviously not because he He was saying... Hey, es- Please describe it to me. What is Spider-Man? I don't know what Spider-Man There were some Spanish cute read. kids in there, though. That yeah. were, I mean, they were oh, really yeah. into it. Yeah, there were some was, kids. Yeah. The, the best part was, um, you know, at the end where... Peter Parker's defeated the lizard and he's had a tough day and he comes in and does that goofy smile <laughs> and then uh, he pulls out the eggs. It's really quiet in the theater but then some kid yelled, oh, he got the eggs this time. <laughs> it was really cute. And, and uh, the whole audience laughed. It was really funny. <laughs>
4: That's
3: awesome.
0: So uh, anything else you want to add to the uh, review, Joey? Did we cover everything?
4: Nah, you guys, I, I mean, I'm glad I got to sit in. I thought it was a great movie. I, uh, I I enjoyed it from start to finish. I thought that the action scenes were really cool. I thought the music was awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm I, glad you agree with me, Joe. I think that Times Roman font on black is fine. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see what the big deal was there, but... It's
2: <laughs> actually a scoop. Since you do our game podcast, it's a scoop because now we're, we're going to know what kind of font is going to be used on the PlayStation 4 when it comes out. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I stole that joke from so many people on the internet. I'm sorry, I'm no, sorry, internet I didn't know We that. do have to talk about though there is a really awful post credit sequence, yeah, I was about to bring yeah. that up yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: i'm 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 surprised you guys thought it was awful because I thought it was just me. no no no, 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 no. no.
2: its
0: just because it was so bizarre yeah I, I, don't, I don't, even don't know why and it, it doesn't do anything no, it does like it is and you know it leads up to speculation. I was telling them because i've I've seen it so many know well, three times this week that at the beginning, you know when he's playing hide and seek and that Broom falls with a hat on it. They put so much emphasis on the shot of the hat and then at the end of the movie the the mysterious figure in the shadow is twiddling a hat. Yeah. So I was like, maybe that's his dad, that his dad's still alive and that's what Kirk Connors is seeing. Um but I, I don't I, it's just weird. Like the whole we, it, it's too short and it doesn't accomplish anything. We
2: all assumed it was Norman Osborne, but um First of all, it doesn't seem like Nor- – Like I would hate for Norman Osborne to be that old of a guy Yeah. when they finally do it. Uh, and um, what's his name? Uh, Reese Iphons, um, the guy who plays the lizard, Kirk Connors, said in an interview this week that it is not Norman Osborne. now. Nobody else is going to confirm that, but, and actors say that kind of stuff all the time and aren't always right. But I, I still think it's got to be the vulture because it's an old
0: guy who yeah. looks
2: crotchety and –
0: Um, or yeah like it has to be some i I could be a figment of his imagination of him thinking what he's seeing because there's a flash and there's a guy in there and there's another flash and it goes away it could technically be electro but electro doesn't teleport so i don't know it raiden does is they going to mesh it with mortal kombat it
2: could be spider-man using the same power that he magically has to teleport into the car with the car thief and then teleport out of the car still bugs me how'd he get the car
0: uh, he has superhuman speed. You can travel up to speeds of 700 miles an hour. So Yeah,
2: but how did he get in the car? Because it was locked.
0: No, the dude unlocked it. It went boop, boop, boop. Choof. And then he got in, and Spider-Man was already in there because he got in at the same time. That doesn't physically make sense. Uh, I told you, Spider-Man has superhuman speed.
2: Okay. All right. That's what I'll go
0: with. Thank you. How cool was the Stan Lee scene? Oh yeah, oh, Stanley was so awesome. good. You know what's cool about Marvel movies is you always have looking out for the Stan Lee scene, no matter yeah. what movie it is. It could be Fantastic Four, Spider Man, Avengers. Everybody Hulk. I forgot to look for, for it. Th- like, well, no, Captain, movie. America. <laughs> Captain America.
2: Captain America's not in. What? Not cat, no, he's,
0: mm. no, Yeah, he is. He's uh Darn it, he's in it. He's in it. I know he is. When? I I swear he's in it. It's, he's, he's a scientist or something. He's I'll have to rewatch it. it. Anybody? Anybody remember? Am I? He's not in it. Is he not in it? I, I'm with you. For, I, for I can't, one I can't, thing, I can't put one my thing, finger on he didn't it, but create. I'm pretty in it. sure he did Captain it. America. So. He didn't.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna put my money on. He's not. in he it. He might not be. I, he's like obligated to be in it, like every Marvel movie yeah. or something. Yeah. But he didn't. No, no, no. All just the characters that he made. So
0: yeah, uh, I'll have to watch Captain America when you guys leave. And <laughs> when I find it, I'll let yeah. you guys know. At home, if you're listening, if you know what it is, write in and tell yeah. us. Yeah, we might be wrong because I don't remember it. So maybe he's not in it. Maybe Mark Wahlberg <laughs> yeah, maybe will, call Mark Mark in. will call in and tell us. But yeah, the post-credit sequence was unnecessary um, because one, they didn't need to because they kept on saying Norman Osborn throughout the whole movie, so and, you know Norman Osborn is going to play a part in the second one, maybe not the Goblin, but
2: and because that moment in the classroom is a is a nicer moment to end on. I agree. It's that should have
0: been the end credit scene.
3: Yeah,
1: and you have also another cool story about seeing it the first evening.
0: Oh yeah, well. It wasn't cool at the beginning.
3: <laughs> so it started out very cool. If you go to
0: Regal, the Regal did a thing where if you went to their, if you got a midnight ticket to Spider Man, and you went to see Spider Man, they would give out action figures of Spider Man.
2: And it said on the poster, "While well, supplies last."
0: Exactly. So we left my Spider Man barbecue party early, and we went down there. And when we got there, they said, "Oh no, that's only if you buy an IMAX 3D picture. I mean ticket, and you'll get a poster, and the poster has a number on it, and if we call your number, then you win the Spider Man figure." And I told him, like, that's not what it says on the internet, one, yeah. and that's not what it says on the poster there. Yeah,
2: it's not a raffle. It's not a raffle. You never said it was a raffle, and you never said IMAX only.
0: So then I offered to buy one for $20, and they said no. <laughs> <laughs> then I offered to buy an IMAX ticket, and they could just give me a winning number. They said no. So I was giving <laughs> them a hard time, and I left, and I were sitting in the theater, and I decided I want M&Ms. And so I got up, and I went out there. I said, come on, I have a Spider-Man tattoo. I'm wearing a Spider-Man shirt and hat. My wallet is Spider-Man. <laughs> Why don't you just give it? Because I'm the biggest Spider-Man fan here. And they said, no, no, not going to do it. I don't care. We're not going to do it.
7: Me, 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 me,
0: me, So uh, we get into the movie, and we're dealing with a horrible audience. I'm pissed off yeah. um, because they're talking, and I had to shush them once. The, and the then movie froze. The movie froze. When oh, Peter Parker right. hit the space bar to watch the video. The, and the whole screen turned off. The theater stopped working. And then those kids decided it was okay to talk again. Then they took a picture. My wife had to yell at them. Ugh. And so I'm watching the movie. I've am trying to. I'm. I've been waiting a long time for a Spider-Man movie again. And I'm getting pissed off. And as I'm leaving, the manager for the theater says, Hey, 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 someone didn't claim a Spider-Man figure. And she gave it to me. So I was able to get the Spider-Man was, figure.
3: Was she actually a manager?
0: She was. Her name's Cheyenne. Yeah. And so thank you, Cheyenne. I, as you can see, I left my envelope here that has a bunch of uh, coupons I'm not going to say where Because I don't want to get fired um, <laughs> A bunch of coupons So she can um, Enjoy something um, But The cool thing is Is the action figure I, I didn't know if it would be Some cheesy Action figure And it's the Marvel Legends Select Amazing Spider-Man figure is like a $30 is, figure It's a $30 figure So yeah, So thank you So much yeah, That, that was so made cool. it So much cooler And that she sought me out After the movie yeah. And made sure I got it was even cooler.
2: And you sat through all
1: the credits, too, so it was like she yeah. had to wait extra long for you. Yeah, to come it's out. not yeah. like I
2: was... She had to make sure that you were a, like, a good moviegoer who will stay through the credits. Exactly. And then, these guys don't know this, but we when we went to see it at that theater today, we get there, and the lady ripping tickets, who is always there, she looks up and she goes, no, 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 I can't let him c- come in here. He's a yeah. troublemaker. Yeah, because I gave her <laughs> so much crap. I mean, I was...
0: I was kind of being an asshole. Yeah. He was. I'll admit it. You can bleep that part out. <laughs> I was kind of being a butthead. And just because it was annoying, because I even went to their website after we sat down in the theater, and it said, first come, first serve. Yeah. Um, and, and we yeah. were first. And we were first there. And I was not served. <laughs> we also have, we teased it earlier, we have a friend who called in and actually reviewed the movie and did a really good job on it. It's Jesse, our friend Jesse. So, We will play that review for you right now. It's a more condensed version and probably a better review than we just did. So, um, yeah, here we go. Jesse, thanks.
6: Hi, I'm actually calling in to share my review of the new Spider-Man movie. I, for one, felt like the new Spider-Man movie was a refreshing modern take on the whole Spider-Man mythos. Don't get me wrong, I definitely went into this movie with a lot of hesitation and concerns. I'm a big fan of the Sam Raimi versions and was afraid they were going to screw Spider-Man up. What I instead found was a fresh and welcome modernization to a classic character. The Sam Raimi films were a great take on the classic Spider-Man, the one I grew up with, but like so many other things in comics, that version of the character no longer works in today's modern world. It's hard to relate to Peter Parker because no one is that nerdy. Today's nerds are more sullen social outcasts than the thick glasses pocket protector look we're used to. Hell, big glasses are making a comeback. Look at any emo hipster out there. Plus, Peter Parker, who lives in Queens, actually sounds like he's from Queens in the new movie, complete with accents and all. Another thing that bugs me in the older stories is why does Aunt May need to be so old? It makes more sense to have an Aunt May who is in her late 50s, early 60s, much like Sally Field's character, rather than the octogenarian we're used to in the comics. Let's face it, that woman needs to be put in a home. I also really enjoy the darker backstory and the intrigue with Peter's parents. It's nice to know that there is acknowledgement as to what happened to them, rather than the old story of, he lives with it as his aunt and uncle, don't question it too much. I liked the center on genetic research, and the fact that Norman Osborne is ill, and there is genetic research going into trying to cure him, which will hopefully make his transition into the Green Goblin more seamless and less, why is this guy injecting himself with weird chemicals? Why not test it out on the homeless people instead? Hopefully this time around he won't have that damn Power Ranger suit. I was also glad they did away with the whole wrestler thing, too. How stupid was all of that? Instead, they managed to show the lesson he learned about great power and responsibility, thank God they took that line out as well, in a more modern and natural way. All in all, the character development was much better, the plot was more interesting, and the acting slash cast selection was great fit as well. It was a fresh look at a beloved character in a way that is more in keeping with today's youth and the world in general. Well, I'm glad I threw in my two cents, and I look forward to being able to download this podcast on my Android-powered device, because in today's day and age, you'd have to be a complete idiot to only cater to Apple.
0: Again, thank you so much for calling in. You can call us 720-6-NERDS-5, and you can hear your voice on the podcast. I hope some other actor who was in a boy band will call us this week and, you know, maybe Vanilla Ice, who knows? Maybe he'll call after we talked about Ninja Turtles, too. Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey. Who is that? I don't know who that
2: is. He was in 98 Degrees, married
0: Jessica Simpson. Why the
2: heck do I know that? Why this? do you know that?
0: Nerd card revoked. <laughs>
2: revoked.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, you can call us seven two zero six nerds 5 You can also email us realnerds at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, real underscore nerds. And you can also like us on Facebook. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. And next week, there's not a movie we want to see. Ice Age Continental Drift is the only movie that is coming out. So we have a special treat for you. Um, We've been teasing it for a while. um, But when we were at Comic-Con, we did interviews with three artists. And we will be releasing all those interviews on one podcast. It's Rebecca Isaacs, who does Angel and Faith. Georges Jonti, who does Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and also Zach Howard, who does The Cape, and Shaun of the Dead, and Alien, and a bunch of things. And he's a really great artist. And all of them were super nice and super fun. I hope you enjoy those interviews. But we'll also do our normal podcast, and we'll add those in, too. Yeah. We just won't have anything new to watch. Unless we get free tickets to Continental Drift. So, Fox, if you're listening, you send us free tickets to Ice Age, and we'll go see it. There's,
2: like, nothing indie out right now, either. Other than the stuff we've seen, so...
0: So, yeah, so stay tuned for that, and thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Haha, you can't say anything bad about me because it's a family show. I can't. Darn it. I did really good till the end.